Welcome to Vanguard Garage Gaming. My name's Reese. I'm joined by Monty, and we are your Vanguards for Conquest, a last argument of kings. Mate, how's it going? I am well. Good evening, sir. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen around the world. Uh, very, very, very warm welcome to everyone. Mate, we're back at it again. Who'd have thunk that it would take a version change for us to get off our asses and do more than one episode every couple of weeks? <laughs> we are regular. We are a basically... Uh, we're the wheat bicks of the podcast crew. <laughs> Jesus. Um, for those around the world who don't know what wheat picks is, I mean, for a start, you're insane. Uh, for a second, it is just the most consistent of breakfast cereals, all wheat, all the time, uh, and you will always be regular on good old-fashioned wheat picks. It's true. Very true. Mate, speaking of regular as well, we're talking about the Hundred Kingdoms today. <laughs> Mate, that was... That's a pretty low segue, Bob. I'll give it to you, but it was it was down there. It was at least in the bottom thirty-eight segues we've done. Yeah, it's true. I mean, not not all segues can be absolute bangers. Sometimes we've got to throw a bit of mash in. Little bit of mash. Um, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, hundred kingdoms. I, I I couldn't I couldn't wait to do this. This faction is, I mean. Before we talk about how phenomenal the Hundred Kingdoms are, and, and don't worry, strap yourself in, we've got a lot of... I think we're going to have to restrict my uh, vernacular of phenomenal specifically for this episode, because I'm going to wear out my welcome. Mate, just uh, just open up another tab and just be like, synonyms of yes, phenomenal. Yes, synonyms of phenomenal. <laughs> no, broke the internet, got to stay with what I know. Um, no, look, Hundred Kingdoms... I feel like we've been here a lot. It's like it's like that comfy old pillow that probably needs a change. But you know what? <laughs> we love it. We love that comfy old pillow. We're it's gonna... your um, it's your Sunday home outfit, in it. Like yeah, it is. It's your Sunday home outfit. And the... <laughs> the Hundred Kingdoms is is so comfortable because you know we've covered it in all of its highs, in all of its lows. Uh, and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. This is a good time to be playing Hundred Kingdoms. Yeah. Oh, mate, they they got a um they got a really good glow up in in areas like there's going to be we'll discuss as we get through as well. I know there's been a lot of like sort of knee jerk negative feedback on a few things in the list, which we will say when we get to them. Um, but I think overall it's just the way that you play the armies changed a little. Um, but it hasn't lost anything. If anything, it's gained stuff. It's gained magic. It's gained, and by magic, I don't mean actual magic in the game. Magic is in the, the sense of the word. Um, it's gained a lustrous veneer <laughs> that may not have been present. I thought it was present previously, but certainly it's been polished to a keen sheen, this edition. Oh, they are. They're amazing. Okay, now that we've got the soppy stuff out of the way, Reese's Pieces. Yes. What do we do on these episodes? For those who have never listened to us before and their old mate said, hey, you've got the starter box, it's version two, these idiots from Australia sit down and talk for too long about things and they're doing your army, you better listen to them. So what do we do in these deep dives? Mate, what we do is we sit down and we natter through the entire army list, going through army rules, characters, character upgrades, retinues, masteries, regiments, officers, spells, anything in between. Uh, we also talk about some of our common tactics or our thoughts and opinions on things and the way you can do things. Um, and then sometimes we did 
we didn't do it on the city states one last time mainly because we were knackered by the end of it um but we usually we we usually tack on a list that each of us have done um monty's stealing the limelight from this episode we'll get to those later on down the track um but we do usually go here's a list we've each made um and give our uh, opinions and direction on how we've made the list so uh yeah that's that's what these faction focuses are based around foci <laughs> beautiful beautiful oh, well absolutely that's uh, what a succinct and splendid there you are see thesaurus hey. uh, cinnamon phenomenal splendid in there brilliant uh, <laughs> It was a wonderful rundown. You're exactly right. Look, we will talk for too long uh, or, or not long enough. Um, and look, what I like to do, I think at the end, please do poke me, Reese, if I forget completely. But yeah. what I like to do is we'll talk about everything. We'll come to our conclusion about what the army is. And then we'll do a bit of live list, list building. Oh, yeah. 100%. So we'll grab a couple of concepts and I'll cram them in a 2K list while we're sort of talking about it. Seven and three. then we'll just sort of go here, there, and everywhere. Yep. Beautiful. But, mate, on the surface, 100 Kingdoms. 100 what Kingdoms. Are they? they are your merry men stuck in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, they, <laughs> their kingdoms, if you look at, ever look at the map of Ea, they are in, oh, I believe they're like the central west of the, the continent. Uh, so they're basically surrounded on all sides by bad touch. Um, and they're dudes in armor with swords and shields. So they're... Um, they're they're not the most designed to be dealing with you know giants and monsters of like the spires or the Jotnar from up in Mannheim from the uh, the Nords raids or you know the the swathes of uh, incoming uh, undead from the old Dominion to the east, but they are nothing if not adaptable to adversity. <laughs> I just had a big drink of water and you almost made spill it everywhere. <laughs> it was amazing. You went from zero to absolute hero with that segue. <laughs> oh my goodness me. <laughs> Still coughing. <clears throat> okay, yeah, sorry. Reese is killing me with his wit and just general good graces. Uh, so, look, I can't say any more about the 100 Kingdoms, who they are, because I think you covered it well. They are. A, they are, I guess, the everyman army. They're the, the baseline army that which the game is built around. They are the, the you know, every fantasy world has to have the stereotypical humans. Yep. Everyone has to have them. You know, the, the boring basement humans that uh, are in every fantasy troop. But they're certainly not basement and they're certainly not boring in this army no. because so got, I'll tell you, uh, we've, we've probably harped on it a hundred times whenever we've spoken about 100 Kingdoms before. Um, but they are the, the jack of all trades. Um, mm. They're the absolute versatile army. They can do a bit of everything depending on what you're looking at, what you want to run, how you want to run it. Um, and that is like wholly their design is like bit of everything. Let's go. They're the, the soup of all armies. Oh, and look, they they have probably the most ability to tech into any particular style of play of any of the of the lists we have available. They have warlord abilities that completely change how things operate. They completely change how how units function. Uh, completely change the relative value of particular units. Mm. Uh, they've got upgrades that 
and, and artifacts that, again, um, take things from zero to hero. It's a real sum of its parts army, but depending on how you build it, you can make the best cavalry force in the game. Oh, yeah, you can so. make the most potent infantry force in the game. You can make an incredibly potent infantry force and an incredibly potent cavalry force in the same list in the same game. It's, it, it's, it's just, um, here we go. Oh, wait, I need a little phenomenal ding. It's phenomenal <laughs> how many different lists you can build with 100 Kingdoms and how different they can play out based on the choices that you make. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of the other armies may offer certain levels. I know city-states will probably offer almost a very similar flexibility, and that's the one we went through last time. This army, though, it's just... It's just mint. It is mint. I love it. But, but look, if we keep talking about what it is without actually going through it, we've got to be here till 1 a.m., mate. Yep. Um, Nobody will ever hear the whole list. No one ever will hear the whole list and our terrible soup list at the end. Um, But, mate, adaptability to adversity. Your wonderful segue from earlier. It is the army... What is it? The faction-specific rule, so to speak. the faction-specific rule. The army rule, the faction-specific rule. It's what your force gets for just being the Hundred Kingdoms. Being the Hundred Kingdoms. And look, a lot of armies get these. You get, you know, some armies have three, some armies have one. Um, This particular faction has three specific rules. So essentially, we won't read it out word for word, um... But basically, before we get to them, what it is, is as you pick your army, it doesn't matter what your warlord is. Some of them actually, some of them like inspires, you have to pick a, a, an army um, faction rule that based around your warlord. In this one, you just pick one that you like. Mm-hmm. You pick one that you think is going to complement what you want to do with your list. And then you get the benefits, you get no negatives, you just get the good stuff. Yep. Which is just great. Um, so the first option, veterans. You may designate any number of regiments in your army to be veterans. Very important, this is in the list building phase. In a veteran regiment, all officer models cost double the points. So just officers. So in the previous edition, for those who know 100 Kingdoms, you'll know veterans. Veterans was the same, very similar to how it was before. But in this version, you no longer have to pay double points for your standard bearer as well. Yep. Only your officer models cost double the points. And then the next bit of test is when an officer model is added to a regiment with a leader, which you get for free, and standard bearer. Which will cost which you like maybe pretty, 10 points or so. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cheap all around, let's be honest. You choose whether the regiment will add plus one to either its clash or volley characteristic to a maximum of four. And so when you're modifying the, the, the characteristic, this is basically when you're making the list. So it doesn't interplay with things like uh, Inspire or anything like that, because basically once you make the list and you indicate the unit is veterans as you make the list, they are then veterans. That modified uh, clash or volley characteristic is just baked into that unit yep that that becomes its new unmodified um characteristic basically so for if you increase your clash to three for example and say for example there's a another rule that says you know compared to unmodified clash your unmodified stat is now three because the list building uh parentheses for veterans means it happens before the game so it's unmodified is exactly what it is yeah and veterans is 
so good. Yeah, it is. Only having to double down on officers is great uh, because you know you're now instead of in you know one point five, you had to look at paying like roughly sixty points extra for some regiments to give them veterans. Now it's like I think the highest is probably fifty points. I think, but otherwise you're probably looking at like 40 to 50 points um, or 30, yeah, look, even 30 to 40 points and, and you're done. Like, you know, you, you, not even that. Like you've got, you've got a men at arms who has a, you know, you've got a, a, a 20 point upgrade there. You've got a 20 point upgrade in still Legion. Like you have upgrades, uh, officer upgrades that are not expensive. You double them to 40. So you're adding 20 points to give the whole regiment plus one clash. Um, because you were taking the standard bearer anyway, weren't you? You clever, clever person. <laughs> it was free. Uh, so you've got, for very little cost, you've essentially just massively upping the efficiency of the unit that's you're taking, which, and, and there's no, there's no, um, limit to how many veterans you can, you can designate. You can make every single unit you take a veteran. Mm-hmm. Um. As long as, you know, obviously caveat, as long as they have a uh, an officer model they can choose. Yep, and they have a leader you know, and standard. You're done. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't make a mercenary crossbowman, say, uh, a veteran because they don't have a available officer to choose. So it, does, it's, it doesn't qualify. But anything with an officer and a standard bearer and a leader, boom, Bob's your uncle. They're now veterans for very little cost, and they are bringing home the bacon. So, mate, it gets, oh, it gets 9 out of 10 Smoky barbecue sauce ranch dressing points from Monty. This this <laughs> it really does. It is mm, it makes hundred kegels for me. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the next one's super simple. Uh, it's relentless drills. Uh, relentless drills is all infantry stands in the army gain the support two special rule, uh, meaning that they make two attacks when they're unengaged instead of the regular one. If a stand already has the support X special rule, it gains the support plus one special rule instead. So if you already have support two, or if you had support three, you now go to three or four, respectively. Yeah. Yeah. This is also very good. I think in certain lists, it's going to be useless. Mm. You, you're you really to... taking it to double down on anything you have in your list that has support. If you're running stuff without support, you're probably not looking at Relentless Drills. No, you're not. And it's a really good way of taking things like Household Guard. Yep. Who... Or Gilded Legion or Militia. <laughs> Legion or Militia. You know, these things that are really good on their own and whack another support one onto them. And suddenly your two wide but four deep Gilded Legion, they ain't care. Mm, that's it. <laughs> they don't care is, who you are. It, it is also worth noting that because it gives you support too, it can be useful for things like Steel Legion um, or your order, your infantry orders. Um, mm-hmm. It's important to note it is infantry only, so you're not giving support to cavalry, you're not giving support to... Um, uh, your your uh, actually no, it's just your cavalry, isn't it? In Hundred Kingdoms, so never mind. Um, so yeah, you're not getting it on anything but your infantry. But bear in mind, a lot of the list is infantry, and the rest of it's cavalry. So you're not yeah. really, you're not really losing anything out of this. So. It's either or, isn't it? And yeah. and I think you're right. I mean, it's a good shout. Um, you can forget even just adding it to say you're taking a block of six steel legion. Mm. You're getting three extra dice, aren't you? Because the the backstands are now support support two. Well, it's just um, two 
It's just two dice. That helps. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So it works. And then uh, the last one we have is Dynastic Alliances, mate. Go through it. Sing me a song. Done. So when you make your army list, you may select an additional warlord. So we all know that in the you know when you're making an army list, you select one character to be a warlord. This allows mm-hmm. you to pick another one. Uh, it does mm-hmm. have to be a different entry. So uh, in the specifically in Hundred Kingdoms, you wouldn't be able to have uh, two priory commanders, and you wouldn't be able to have two noble lords. But you could have any combination thereafter. So Imperial Officer, Thief, Priest. We'll get to the rest of them. But um, you wouldn't be able to double down on Noble Lords and you wouldn't be able to double down on Priory Commanders because they are the same. Uh, even though they're you know, mounted or not, um, they still count as both. Uh, and then obviously you wouldn't be able to double up the same. You couldn't have two Imperial Officers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's important to note, uh, only because this question came up recently on the, the Discord I saw. Uh, Noble Lord and Mounted Noble Lord, both Noble Lords. Prior Commander of the Sword and Prior Commander Crimson Tower or Seal Temple, Prior Commanders. So they can't be doubled up. Um, no. The sec- so you'll you'll designate your first Warlord, your primary Warlord. Uh, your secondary Warlord will not have the turn the Tide Draw event. So that's important to note as well, um, because in the core rules, your Warlord gets the turn the Tide Draw event. Your secondary for Dynastic Alliance does not. Um, and then the, the core function of the list or the, the dynastic alliance, sorry, is that, uh, you can have your supremacies active all the time. So you can have, if both of your warlords have passive supremacies, they're always on as long as, you know, fitting their own rules. Um, if you have active supremacies, you can only choose to activate one on each round. So if you had, say, a feast priest and a priory commander, you would have to pick and pick which round each of them activates on, and they couldn't activate both of them on the same round. Yeah. And also being within Dynastic Alliance, uh, your chapter mage, who could not normally be a warlord, can be your second warlord and gains its own supremacy ability, which is protective glyphs. Which mm. is enemy spellcasters selecting a friendly regiment as a target of their spellcasting action count as being affected by enemy interference. In addition, spells this character stand has access to with a range of self now have a range of eight instead. The supremacy ability is always considered to be active. So by having a chapter mage in your list and designating them as your second warlord, they gain protective glyphs, which isn't always on, uh, so long as the, the character is alive and on the battlefield. Um... So, and then it basically makes your whole army enemy interference and all of the chapter mages spells the range of self become eight inches. Wow. It's very good. I feel like we could sit here and talk two hours just on this one page. I honestly could. It is that, (laughs) like, it is that dense in terms of impact on this army. But we said before about... um, you know, this is the the basement baseline faction of which everything else is sort of measured against. This is what gives you your edge. Yeah. You know, you've got extra combos later, you've got lots of stuff, but this, these three choices are what absolutely creates a What's the, it just it's the start of the dream combination that is making a hundred kingdoms list. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I already frothed a little bit about veterans because I think veterans is so strong. But I think we need to share a little bit of love for Dynastic Alliance. Yeah, because... Dynastic Alliance is great. Oh, I mean, it's sort of like, mate, it's it's two bonuses and one. 
yeah, it's yeah. you get your two warlords. That's amazing because as we'll get to, I mean, we, we really should have read out the warlord, the supremacies uh, before we did this, but look, we'll get there. Just, just, just hold on, hold on. We're almost there. They are next. Um, <laughs> we are next. You get you know, all of the good ones. Not all the good ones. I shouldn't say that. There are some good good ones that can only do once per game. But a lot of the good ones are always on. Yeah, exactly. Doubling down on those is just... It, it's just... It's such a feels good yeah. when you're making this army. Um, so that's the first part of why it's amazing. And the second part is that protective glyphs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's so strong. It's very, very good. Yeah, giving especially like when you look at the the spell list, like obviously when we get to it for the chapter mage, some of her self-cast spells are very good and now giving them a range is fantastic. But enemy attunement on every single friendly regiment in your army is bonkers because now it means that every time an enemy uh, spellcaster casts a spell, if they're within eight inches of any of your regiments or casting a spell at any of your regiments, they're negative one attunement because of enemy interference. It's insane. Because of enemy interference. The chapter mage could literally be sitting there all game, sitting on a stool, peeling a potato. Yep. And she would still be worth taking just for protective glyphs alone. Yeah, exactly. Because taking a Twegum sorcerer from needing threes and under to light Two. you on fire yep. to needing twos and under to light you on fire is a humongous thing. It oh, is massive. It's, look, it's mashup dependent, you know, obviously there are some factions that don't have spellcasters or some factions that have spellcasters and they choose to avoid them. Mm. However, going up against a spellcaster list or a faction that just sprinkles in spellcasters to taste, mate, protective glyphs, I mean, just, it's amazing. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> no, that's it. But mate, that's the army rules. Uh, so yeah, like we we said before, you pick one, you and, and away it goes. It's running for running for the game. Um, mm. And yeah, they're all they're all very good, uh, mate. Now mm. we're gonna hit supremacy abilities. Like you said, probably would have been worth doing this before dynastic, but you guys will still be able to remember it as we go. Uh, we have the imperial officer first with his rapid deployment. Um, it's actually really good now. Uh, I mean, it was good before when it adjusted your reinforcement roles. Uh, now with the consistency of the core rules is added where you get to pick one automatically. He needed a bit of a glow up and he, did, he definitely did get one. So rapid deployment, all friendly infantry regiments in the army gain the Vanguard special rule for the duration of the battle. This supremacy ability is always considered to be active. So as soon as the Imperial officer goes in your list, Every single infantry regiment in your army can vanguard until he dies. That's it. That, like, dust hands, move on. He is phenomenal. You can now set up wicked scouting armies with an Imperial Officer. Most of the list is speed five. So now it's speed 15 if <laughs> on the turn it comes in. Um, because Vanguard gives you uh, the free uh, march when you arrive from reinforcements. Basically, to fully understand rapid deployment, you need to either play it or play against it. Yeah. It's very easy for us to sit here and talk about it and tell you how good it is. But when you're versing an opponent and they're running an infantry-heavy army and all of their shooting lights come on 16 inches, turn one, and they are in a position to just 
aim and open fire at everything that you're trying to get on the board when they're flanking Steel Legion moves on 16 inches from the side of the board and gets in the absolutely perfect spot to, to, to steal an objective mm. and then crush through the next turn when without it, they would not be relevant. Yeah. It is... Yeah. I mean, when I first read it, I thought they can't put that in there. <laughs> that's, that's crazy talk. That's, that's, that's having mushrooms and having a good time talk. Uh, because it is, it's, I mean, it's, it's everything. It, it, it fundamentally changes how you think about units. It fundamentally changes how you think about infantry, like their, their role in the battle and like their sort of point cost to battlefield effect ratio, you know, in your mind, giving everything Vanguard just always on is... It's, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Mate, Sorry, um, I'm just losing my marbles over here. Don't worry about me. I'll um I'll find them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll run us through the Noble Lord as well. So the Noble Lord has two parts. So you've got the cavalry and the infantry versions. Uh the cavalry version is speed of horse. Which is while this character stands on the battlefield, all household knight regiments uh, should be friendly. I've noticed that uh, gain the impact plus one special rule and reroll failed hit rolls of six when resolving impact attacks. The supremacy ability is always considered to be active, so this will take your household knights from impact three to impact four, uh, and they get to reroll sixes, which is really good when they're clash two base or clash three if they're veterans. Um, and then Best of Men is the Infantry Noble Lord, which is, while this character stand is on the battlefield, all friendly infantry regiments within six inches of this character stand may re-roll unmodified rolls of six when making defense rolls. In addition, they may re-roll unmodified hit rolls of six during clash actions. This supremacy ability is always considered to be active. So basically just re-roll sixes to save, re-roll sixes to hit, sorted. Such a huge force multiplier, the foot, the foot lord. Yep. And like we did mention in City States, like six inches is pretty small. So basically his regiment may be one other, uh, depending yeah. on where he's situated. But getting two bricks of, say, men-at-arms or household guard um, or anything else you want to slap him in that, you know, he isn't like a sort of like bog standard choice um, is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's really good. He's a really good pick. Uh, if you're taking a, a foot lord, you've got to seriously like if you're taking a foot lord in a block of something that you want to be relevant for most of the game, then you've got to put serious consideration into taking this because just re-roll defensive rolls of six, brilliant. Yeah, re-roll hits of six, even better. That's extra gravy, and they become blenders. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the speed of horse. It's I think I. I, I you know, there's there's a little bit of of what negative press you could say, um, <laughs> people feeling a little bit aggrieved uh, about the old speed of horse uh, versus the new speed of horse. So obviously, the the old speed of horse needed change because it it was a lot prioritized you and it it basically skewed you into taking these household night blocks. That was super long because you almost you got more damage from support than you did from the front guys, mm. um, which made no sense to how horse work. 
<laughs> I mean, it made um, sense when you when you think of the way that like the continuous impact, but it was like yeah. a very steep jump, like because you were going from two hits at the front to like four hits at the back sometimes, and yeah. it's like that's a big change. Um, it was also very much a like speed of horse was very much an auto pick because you were always going to pick it because of the impact it gave your household knights. Always. Yeah. Um, this now sort of, especially when you look at like Imperial Officer and we're about to get to the last two supremacy abilities and then you've got to obviously count in the fact that protective glyphs still exist. Um, now you've got so many interesting choices for your yeah. supremacy. It's like, now it's a choice. If you're running household knight heavy, then speed of horse is still great. But if you're mixing and matching a little bit, you can go, oh, what if I tack this on? Or what if I do this instead? So it's less of a, oh, my list starts with a noble lord, warlord, speed of horse. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and look, so it should. I hate when one option dominates the field. And, and in this one, there are a couple of really good choices. Yeah. Um, speed of horse is still relevant. Uh, it, still does, it still does do a, a noticeable improvement to... Um, Households knights. I love actually speed of horse improving minimum household knights. So just like three stands of household knights, because as we'll get to earlier, uh, sorry, earlier, as we get to later, household knights got much cheaper. So they are just like super good distraction, annoying, get in the way, mobile tar pit units that with speed of horse become just killy enough that you have to really worry about them. But also, you hate worrying about them because they're so cheap. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So it's a pain in the ass, but also, you can't leave them there. Um, you can't let them charge you because well, they could spike and it would really hurt. So no, I love it. I love Speed of Horse. Um, it's probably not my best pick at the moment, but it's still relevant. Yeah, exactly. And it, again, it's like if you're still running all of the household knights, then you're taking it because it it's it increases exactly what your army's trying to do. It gives you a big lot of extra consistency. Yeah. But mate, exactly. Priory Commander. Yeah. So we've, uh, 2022 saw the first taste of the Priory Commander, uh, Commander, Commander enter our shores uh, with mm. the Crimson Tower. So we have the Commander. He is here. He's alive. And he will be joined later this year, and I'm sure next year, by his brethren. Yeah. Um, if you were taking a Priory Commander in any of their forms, they have the following Supremacy ability. The first blessing. Once per battle, when the Supremacy phase is activated, every regiment in the Priory Commander's warband gains Blessed for this round. Regiments that already had the Blessed special rule gain either plus one to their attacks characteristic, or gain the hardened plus one special rule this round instead. So you get to pick and choose. If you already had Blessed, for example, if you're running, I don't know, um, Knights of the Ashen Dawn, <laughs> they got Blessed built yep. in. Exactly. So if you're running them, it's a bit of a waste. Wait a second. No, it's not because they get to either get more killy. <laughs> or harder to kill. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, they're already pretty killy. Uh, or harder to kill. Spoiler alert, they're already hard to kill. So that, that this, yeah, for basically for one turn, all four regiments in the warband essentially go Super Saiyan. Yep, exactly. And it's, I am here for it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, 
just even even regiments that don't have blessed gaining blessed blessed is huge one turn of being able to reroll all hits or all defense is a massive swing i hate blessed <laughs> man i hate it because i never play with it and i want it <laughs> but i never get it and then people other people get it and they say i'm rerolling everything and i say of course you are Could you yep, bless? exactly <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's really good. And then we have the Feast Priest, uh, who has the Spirit Shines. So once per battle, until the end of the round, spellcasting actions performed by a friendly character stand with the Priest X special rule that targets the regiment that this Warlord is currently attached to also affect all friendly regiments with the Devout special rule on the battlefield. Should the character stand cast Divine Sanction, this is one of the Feast Priest spells, all friendly regiments with the devout special rule benefit from its effects, but do not perform a dual action. So we'll uh, actually probably very quickly worth mentioning reading that spell now, so it makes a bit more sense. Um, let me ever so quickly scroll down to it. While you scroll down, I'll just give a bit of a TLDR yeah, about what the spirit chance means. So basically, in less words, Yathese Priest is your warlord. You activate his ability in the supremacy phase. Any spell that he casts on his regiment, the, you know, the, the, the lads that are tagging along with him, uh, gets insta-spread to any regiment on, on the board, basically any regiment of yours board-wide that have the devout special rule. Yep. Now, there are ways to give units devout. So there are up officer upgrades and there are artifact upgrades. So you and there's can just having upgrade. a priest in your regiment too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's having a priest in your regiment. And also some of them just come baked in. Yep. So yep. there is possibilities that where you can build a list where you are 100% devout for the turn that the thief priest goes boom. Yep. Um, and this is what I like to call the Ewan phenomenon. Um, <laughs> and I'll leave it there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I've got divine sanction here. So, uh, like we mentioned, the end of spirit shines. Uh, so this character or the character stand attached to this regiment gains the cleave plus one, deadly blades, and quicksilver strikes special rules until the end of the round. In addition, the character stand can immediately perform an out of sequence free additional dual action. So that's the part of this spell that the regiments won't get. They will, however get Cleave plus one, Deadly Blades, and Quicksilver Strikes. Quicksilver Strikes won't matter because the regiment can't duel, so the special rule does nothing, but it does give the regiment Cleave plus one and Deadly Blades. Easiest way to numb it down. Yeah, and look, we'll go over this later. We'll, I mean, the Thief's Priest will, will feature quite heavily. He's, um, he's been glowed. He's been glowed pretty, pretty hard um, in this <laughs> new edition. Um, so we'll go over some of these combos, and, and this is sort of... There's not that many Wombo combos in the Hundred Kingdoms. A lot of it is you have supreme flexibility to make your list when you're creating it, and then once it's on the table, it's all ready to go. Um, but this is one of the ways you can Wombo combo mid-game to just have one turn where everything blows up everything else. Yep. It's an am. Mate, it's my favorite one. <laughs> it's my favorite one. I mean, rapid deployment's the stronger one. Yeah, it's the strong. We all know it. But the spirit shines is is yeah. yeah. It's it's it's, it's awesome. my, my approval. It's awesome. 
Now, mate, we're going into characters now. We've gone through supremacies for all the characters and we've gone through the army rules. Uh, how about you run us down with the Imperial Officer? The Imperial Officer, the very killiest of all characters <laughs> um, that you will find. I'm um, pretty sure that's that's uh, facts, Reese. Facts? Um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Look, the Imperial Officer, uh, for those who have played Hundred Kingdoms before, he's always been a buff piece. He's always been a, a piece where you you put a Imperial Officer in a regiment and you make that regiment shine. Thankfully, in version two, he just does that better. <laughs> <laughs> Imperial Officer is amazing. Okay. Uh, medium infantry. It is movement of five, volley of two, clash of two, four attacks, four wounds a stand. Well, for his stand. Uh, three resolve, three defense, zero evasion. He has no special rules. He has no draw events baked in. He is a paltry 75 points. But wait, there's more. He may have a single heirloom at the included points cost. And here is where he gets spassy. Battlefield drills. He may select up to two of the following abilities at no additional cost. Yes. And this regiment, the character stand is currently attached to, may resolve your events during its activation. I'm just going to highlight that again. He doesn't pay for them. And his regiment can do both. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm here all <laughs> and so yeah this is this is a very uh different way that the imperial officer worked compared to 1.5 so 1.5 the imperial officer could choose to and resolve to um and now because the way that a few of these draw events operate uh it's been adjusted um so uh, running through his drills, well, drill number one is the regiment this character stand is currently attached to gains the Bastion 1 draw event. Drill number two, the regiment this character stand is currently attached to gains the double time draw event. Drill three is the regiment this character stand is currently attached to gains the fire in advance draw event. And drill four is the regiment this character stand is currently attached to gains the murderous volley draw event. Yes. So, basically... The other big change between previous versions of the Imperial Officer and this version of the Imperial Officer is that he gives his regiment the draw events. So his regiment, when activated, get the full benefits of all of the Imperial Officer's buffs yep. without first having to draw the Imperial Officer as you previously had to, activate all the buffs, sort of wait around a bit, and then draw the regiment's card that you wanted to go with anyway. So it just takes that shenanigan out. Regiment that he's with gets all the good stuff. Um, and you essentially have a shooty buff Imperial Officer and a speedy wacky buff. Yeah. With the... <laughs> so if you're taking drill one and two, you're giving your regiment bastion one and double time. So essentially you're looking at an infantry block, aren't you? You know, you're looking at things like Gilded Legion, Steel Legion. Uh, I mean, Men at Arms, if you want to be spicy. Um, you're looking at you're you're looking at the the things that have no range that want to get somewhere quick, want to hang around for a bit longer. The Imperial Officer is your boy. For those who want to have a bit more range in their diet, uh, Drill Three and Drill Four, you're giving fire in advance. 
so annoying being on the receiving end of fire in advance. You get to do all of the things. Um, and the murderous volley. So it's so such a potent double combo. Yep. It's probably a good idea to mention murderous volley because well, people. I was going to. I was going to very quickly run through both of those. So uh, Bastion. Yeah, or oh, sorry, all of them is probably easier. So Bastion one's an easy one. You get plus one defense until the end of the round. Double Not time bad. is if you perform two march actions, you get another one, free and additional. Um, Amazing. Fire in advance is if you perform a volley action as your second action, you get to make get to make a free additional march immediately after resolving the volley. So, meaning if you march, shoot, or aim, shoot, you can then perform a free march. Now, murderous volley is until the end of the round. If this regiment has performed a take aim action, wounds caused to regiments within twelve inches of this regiment using its volley action also cause morale tests. So if you, and with the Imperial Officer's Rule allowing his regiment to use two draw events, you can fire an advanced murderous volley, and it means if you aim shoot, you can then move. And if you're shooting at something within 12 inches, you're also causing morale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a really potent combination. Yeah, it's massive. Um, it's massive. If he's, there's a couple of things that could really shoot in this list um, when given the chance. Uh, if something is within 12 inches, you don't want them to stay in 12 inches yep. because that means they're within range to move, charge you, and render you useless. Mm. So you fire in advance, you murderous volley. And you, you step back. You shoot them in the face. They take a whole lot of wounds and resolve on top of them, and you get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only go in half speed, but, I mean, you know. I nothing. mean, you know, it's probably, it's probably two to 2.5 to 3 inches, which is... Still, probably enough to make a charge a little bit more difficult. Absolutely, yeah. They go from twelve inches because you pre-measure that, you superhuman, <laughs> and they go from twelve inches to fifteen inches, which is an awful lot harder. That's the difference between them getting to you and run round and having to go through another barrage in the face. Mm. He, yeah, he's great. So yeah, that's basically there's two imperial officers. There's the the chonk, and then there's the shooty. Um, now. And of course, you can mix and match. You know, let's not be let's not be um, regimented. You can mix and match. You can have a double time murderous volley. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that you really would. It makes no sense. They don't work together. But anyway, that's fine. <laughs> uh, mainstay. He has militia, militia bowmen, imperial ranger corps, men at arms, and mercenary crossbowmen. He's got all the cheap stuff. Yep. Love that. Restricted, gilded legion, hunter cadre, steel legion. Mm. Yep. There are some really good restricted options. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is really look. This is frustrating. The only frustration is there are so many good um, characters in this list, which we're about to get to. And you want Gilded Legion, Hunter Cadre, and Steel Legion. You just want them, and they're restricted. And you want multiple of everything. And it, it just gets quite difficult because you've really got... It, it's like selection paralysis. You've got too many nice things um, and you've just got to make a choice. What do you actually get to take in your list? What toys do you get to play with? Hmm. Always um, the or just choice. Do, do Imperial Officers and go to town. <laughs> <laughs> take everything. No, you take all of the things. Uh, mate, he's great. Let's move along. Otherwise, we're here literally... 
forever. Yeah. Uh, mate, rise to the Fort Lord. Well, I was going to quickly say uh, retinue and masteries for Imperial Officer are restricted, ta uh, sorry, available tactical, restricted combat arcane, and he can take tactical and combat masteries. Noble Lord. Um, he's 80 points. Uh, he is a medium infantry with March 5, Volley 1, Clash 3, 4 attacks, 4 wounds, with resolve and defense of 3 and 0 evasion. He can take a single heirloom, uh, and he has weapon arts. So he may select one of the following weapon arts, uh, which gives a special rule at no additional cost. So he can be a weapon master, which gives him cleave one. He can be relentless, which gives him flurry. He can have powerful physique, which gives him plus one wound. He can be a duelist, which gives him the parry special rule. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, parry is if your opponent rolls a one to hit you, they have to re-roll it. Uh, mm. His warband uh, is militia, uh, militia bowmen, men-at-arms, mercenary crossbowmen, port squires, and household guard for mainstay. And for restricted, he has mounted squires, longbowmen, household knights. And his retinue are tactical restricted, combat available, arcane not available, and his masteries are tactical and combat. He's your little foot fighter, dude. Yeah. I... It's the first time I'm going to wish they did something slightly different. Oh. The update. The Noble Lord used to be uh, a bit more killy. You know, he had, his previous edition, he had one more attack. So we had five attacks base. Um, this one he has four. Or am I, did I get that wrong? Did he have four before and you just got the upgrade? Honestly, don't remember. It's 100 Kingdoms, mate. This isn't my ballpark. Let me have a look. Area five. Anyway, could be wrong. Um, basically, uh, he his did. weapon he had five master... attacks. Five attacks, yeah, four wounds. Uh, yep. So he had five attacks built in, and his weapon master or, or also gave him cleave two rather than cleave one. So he's he's, he's doing less attacks. He's doing less cleave than he used to. Uh, everything else is still the same. And look, obviously, he's got upgrade combat potential, and there are a couple of combat uh, focused artifacts for him. But he just got a bit less killy than he did before, which makes me the sad. Um, but otherwise, look, he's good. I mean, really, now, you before, you took the Noble Lord for some really good combat punch because didn't you just take combat three and get plus one cleave and you had a cleave three Lord? Um, and then you put him in men-at-arms and just let him do all the work while the men-at-arms, you know, like the pom-poms. <laughs> um, whereas now, he doesn't really do that. He doesn't do the heavy lifting himself anymore. So... It's just a bit. You just, his role has shifted a smidge, but his warband has probably got a little bit better. So things like household guard, which we'll go through, has got a glow up. Mm. Um, so you, you know, it's not so much the end product; the total outcome has changed. It's just the distribution of what was character versus what was regiment has probably shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's Lord. That's Lord. Mounted variety. Um, mounted. Um, I'll run through it. Yeah, save your voice. Uh, seven, yeah, basically he's basically foot dude, but on a horse. Mm -hmm. um, but also completely different. So <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Um, so basically this guy um, moves seven because he's on, you know, a pony. Uh, he's clash three. Uh, he's got five attacks, so he has the same, same attacks he used to. Uh, so we'll plus one more attack than the foot guy. Uh, five wounds. who has got a bit more beefy because he's got, you know, a noble steed. Uh, resolve three, defense three, uh, zero evasion. He's got brutal impact two. 
which is just lovely. <laughs> Impact 3 and Shield. Don't forget the Shield in a duel. Uh, and no draw events. Now, he can take a single heirloom at the included points cost, as everyone can. Um, may select up to one of the following weapons arts. Same weapons arts that we just read out for the Footlord. Give him Cleave 1, give him Flurry, plus one of his wounds, or the Parry special rule. Mm-hmm. He's got the... Uh, no, he's got a different warband. Sorry, I was about to say he's exactly the same warband. Uh, it's exactly the same, except it differs in the... Uh, well, both the mainstay and the actually. Hold on, let me go through it. Mainstay, Militia. Militia Bowman. Men in Arms, Mercenary Crossbowmen, Mounted Squires. So in the Foot Lord, the Mounted Squires were restricted. Yes. Whereas for the Mounted Lord, the Mounted Squires are mainstay. And then Household Guard as well. Then for the Restricted, we've got Longbowmen and Household Knights. So basically just the Mounted Squires shifted from Restricted to Mainstay for the Mounted Lord. Everything else is the same. Oh, no, it's not. Can't take a retinue because he's mounted. Uh, and he can take a tactical and combat mastery. Simple. Mate, he's great. Yeah, he's really good. 110 points. Take him every day. Yeah, he's very good. Very good at what he does. Um, super, super impactful. Um, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, realistically, yeah. the only thing that's changed with him is he went up 10 points. Oh, and, lost, and lost one speed. He went from 8 to 7. Uh, but gained a wound in exchange. So, yeah, he... Uh, he didn't change a whole bunch between editions, uh, and he's still a very good choice. He is. And look, the only reason you wouldn't take a mounted Noble Lord for 110 points uh, is because we have a mounted Priory Commander also for 110 points. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so mate, wanna... I'll run through him. So he is a heavy cavalry. He is speed eight with a volley of one, clash of four, six attacks, six wounds, resolve and defense of four, and an evasion of zero. Uh, he has the Impact 3 special rule. Uh, that will change in a second when I get to it. No draw event. Uh, but when you hit his options, you select one of his orders. So when you select one of his orders, he uh, gains additional special rules. So when he becomes Order of the Crimson Tower, he gains Brutal Impact 2 and Terrifying 1. And when he becomes Order of the Sealed Temple, he gains Quick Silver Strike and Impact plus 1. Um, and then his warband changes depending on which one of those options you select. So if he's Order of the Crimson Tower, the Order of the Crimson Tower are his mainstay, and his restricted are the Order of Ash and Dawn, the Order of the Sealed Temple, the Order of the Sword, and the Order of St. Lazarus. And if you select him as Order of the Sealed Temple, Order of the Sealed Temple become his mainstay, uh, and everything else is restricted. So Ash and Dawn, Crimson Tower, Sword, and Lazarus. He yeah. can't take any retinue because he's cavalry, and he can take uh, tactical and combat masteries. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it's hard to compare both stat lines for the same cost, and because there is no comparison, is there? Is <laughs> no, not really. It's literally just comes down to your warband options at that point. Yeah. So the character to character, the Mount of Priory Commander is. Oh yeah, he's got he, he's got plus one he, clash, plus oh. one attack, plus one wound, plus one resolve, plus one defense. <laughs> yeah, on move. Um, if you want to do the old sneaky, uh, he doesn't have access to. Arts. So bear in mind, he doesn't have access to weapon arts, and he can't take an heirloom. No, no. So that's no. sort of where it comes down to. Yeah. Oh, look. I think the man. Oh, no, right. oh he's still the, very good. But yeah, they 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 are very same same but different. And for the most part, you'll be selecting them depending on which warband you're looking to take. Exactly, because you're not taking him out of Priory Commander if you don't have any of the orders. The pony boys. Uh, 
And if you have any of the orders, well, you're playing an order army at that point, aren't you? You're not playing a hundred. No, I would never say that. I would never say that, Reese. It is a hundred people army. How dare you, Reese? You're a terrible person. Um, <laughs> it's the same army. Uh, mate, I'll, um, quickly, yeah. I'll quickly run through the next one as well because I'm on a roll. <laughs> so we've got the Order of the Sword Priory Commander next for ninety points. He is a uh, infantry heavy with March 5, Volley 1, Clash 4, 6 attacks, 5 wounds, Resolve of 4, Defense of 4, and an Evasion of 2. He has the Cleave 1 Spectral Rule. He has no draw events. He can take an Heirloom, so the Pony guy is not allowed to take an Heirloom because he's got a horse. Um, This guy can only select Order of the Sword as his mainstay, and then his restricted are all of the other orders. So Ashen Dawn, Sealed Temple, Crimson Tower, and St. Lazarus. Um, he can take retinue. Now, I've noticed here it says cavalry still, which is uh, an unfortunate editing. Um, but he can, he's restricted tactical, he's available combat, and he's restricted arcane, and he can take tactical and combat masteries. He's basically just a foot version of the dude we literally just spoke about. Um, and he's still very freaking amazing. He's phenomenal. Best 90 point <laughs> hero for the points, I think, ever. Um, he's great. I mean, if you, t- as we said before, you know, we had a bit of a joke about, um, Orders, I mean, orders dovetail, as we'll go through with the list and, and at the end, orders dovetail really well in the Hundred Kingdoms. I think they offer an elite uh, branch of the army that complements the cheaper rabble. Mm. Um, and so you've got uh, a fantastic sort of hammer and anvil or peasants first nobility style of list. Um, so you can really do some fun combination play or you could just go all orders. Um, mm. and just be that guy. <laughs> so, I mean, you, yeah, you, no. get, you get all the infantry, like, when we get to them, like, all of the orders do something ever so slightly differently to one another. Um, so, yeah, you're you're not going to be spoilt for choice. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. And look, if you're waiting for the order models, they're probably some of my favourites in the entire game. Oh, man, uh, having seen how phenomenal Crimson Tower and the Priory Commander came out, I am yeah. super excited. I mean... I personally know what the Ash and Dawn look like. Um, I have, you know, I have people on the inside. Me, me, me. I'm the, I'm the people on the inside. Um, and the Ash and Dawn look fantastic. So I can't wait to see things like Saint Lazarus or Order of the Sword or Sealed Temple. Like they're all going to be so freaking good. Mm. My wallet is going to hurt big time. <laughs> um, so that is the two Order fellas. Now we. Just have the two casty, casty ones left. So we've got yeah. Feast Priest. Oh, the Feast Priest. Good old Feast. Um, he's got movement of five. Uh, he's a medium infantry. Volley of one. Clash of two. Four attacks. Four wounds. Resolve of two. Defense of two. And evasion of zero. But 19 points. It's not a stat line that really stands out. We have Cleave of one. Devout. Fearless and Priest Five. Yep. It's starting to get a little better now. Very good, little, um, very good little uh, selection of special rules there. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say you read the first line and you, you, there's not much to write home about. Second line, <laughs> you're like, is this just um, a regiment? And then you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can take a single heirloom. Um, he knows all of the following spells at no additional points cost. So as we said in our episode comparing sort of the the changes in version two, this is one of the one of the changes that has come through. All priests, all wizards, they know their spells yep. um, 
and it adds such a value to them. Like oh. before they were good, but before you had to pick one or two or three, pay the points. Suddenly there were matchups where those two or three weren't even useful and you've just wasted. And it's a feels bad. Now, oh, yep. he gets them all and they're all good. Yeah, they're all very good. And that's the thing where I was like, yeah, priests now just like, and most priests only went up, went up a handful of points. I think the thief's priest was like 50 to 70 points before. So he's gone up basically the cost of two of his spells to no five spells. I'm pretty sure a priest with holy fire was 90 points. There you go. So like he basically just gave four spells in cost value. Phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. And look, while we're frothing over the Thief's Priest, why don't we go through... Um, you run us through his warband, and I'm just yeah. going to go to the spells, and let's, let's hit it while His warband's nice and simple. He has three mainstay options. He can take Sakari, Militia, and Militia Bowman. Uh, and his restrictions are he cannot join Order of the Sword. Uh, so even though, like... He can't take them, but if you had a Priory Commander with Order of the Sword Regiment in his Warband, the Feast Priest can't seek into them. So Feast Priest is not allowed in the Order, just due to the uh, the nature of how much they hate each other. Um, and his Retinue, yeah. he's not available Tactical, Restricted Combat, available Arcane, and he can take Combat and Arcane uh, Retinues. Oh, sorry, Masteries, not Retinues. Um, and, and, yeah, that, and then he knows his five spells, which, Monty, take us away. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you for the uh, for the lead-in. Um, now, as we read these spells, before I read them, I, I do want to remind everyone, the Thief's Priest Supremacy means that for one turn in the game, anything he casts on his regiment, slash himself, also gets spread around the board to anyone that's devout. Mm -hmm. right? So that's relevant. That's relevant because these spells in and of themselves are fantastic. <laughs> like you give them to everyone, and they're bananas. So let's dive in. You've already read Divine Sanction, Reese, but I will I say have. it again. Yeah, but run us through Divine it. Sanction is range of self, attunement three. Uh, the character stands um, attached to this regiment, gains cleave plus one, deadly blades, and quick silver strike. In addition, it can immediately perform an out-of-sequence free additional dual action. So Divine Sanction is basically, it's a smite. So the Thief Priest is saying, hey, I'm going to make myself killier and I'm going to try to whip out your character straight away, right here, right now, let's go. Yeah, I mean, um, he's going, he's, he's for that dual action, um, I mean, realistically, it's like, he's cleave two deadly blade, quicksilver strike. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> really good. Bear that in mind, it's on a base clash of two. And you got four attacks. Yeah, so exactly. you'll, do, you'll do this, and then half the time, you won't even hit. Yeah. But if you're throwing the Feast Priest against another wizard, it's probably exactly. worth the effort. <laughs> you're not going to want to throw a Feast Priest against, like, you know, a Polymark from the City States or a Conning Gear or a Hold Ray from um, Nords or Dwegom. Like, you're going to want to throw this against someone he can actually fight. Um, yeah. You know, you're throwing him against other priests, other wizards, maybe like hell, an imperial officer. He could take an imperial officer. Um, but it's are you like, kidding? Didn't we just assume the fact that the imperial officer is the coolest <laughs> character in the game? <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. You, you're 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 not hedging your bets with that. You are you're you're 
making a, an informed decision to, to to cast divine sanction. And before you would never take it because you as you said you'd come up against Nords. You'd basically be paying for a spell you'll never use because none of their characters, like all of their characters, will beat you down. Yeah. So you'll lose that every single time. Um, so you pay points for nothing. But now, thankfully, the Thief's Priest knows all of his spells. Mm-hmm. Um, and just quietly, I don't think Thief's Priests are looking at Divine Sanction for them anymore. With their ability to splash around the board, you're giving Steel Legion Cleave three deadly blades. <laughs> or, Cleave you, or you're giving men, men at Arms Cleave one deadly blades because it's hilarious. Men at Arms Cleave one deadly blades. Men at Arms are like, what? We can hit now? Come <laughs> on, boys. Our time is nigh. Uh, I mean, it's 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 so. I mean, it is for one turn. Let's be honest, one turn. But oh, what a turn! Um, so that's divine sanction. We have fervor, twelve inch range, human three scaling. Target friendly regiment loses its broken status, as if it had used a rally action. Target regiment does not count as having been activated as a result of this spell. So now we have a. I mean, we we know how good. Well, sorry. We know how crippling being broken is, don't we, Reese? Yes. Oh, yeah. Version two broken is insanely uh, powerful. Just it's dumb insane. good. Yeah, it's dumb good. Uh, and basically, that is a you know, oh poopy pants. Uh, didn't mean to get broken over there, and oh, kind of have to, mm, kind of have to be relevant on the scenario. So I'm just going to go ahead and. And not be broken, uh, which is great. I mean, it's really good. Um, the ability for him to just rally anyone within twelve inches—it's—it's—it's it's, it's pretty pretty gravy. Um, and for one turn, you can rally your entire army if they've all got devout. <laughs> I, I love where you went with that. Love where you went with that. I didn't want to be the only one that said it, so thank you for picking that up. Right, yes, right. worldwide rally. Just—I mean, you know—if you were brutally unlucky to be on the receiving end of like three or four regiments all being broken at the exact same time. Sure. I mean, almost will never happen, but could happen. Uh, suddenly they all get up. I mean, that'd be pretty funny. Feels bad. Mm. Now, heavenly blessing. This is why you tuned in. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> range of 10 inches. Attunement three scaling target infantry regiment gains the blessed special rule until the end of the round. Oh, your entire army is blessed. <laughs> <laughs> what? Your entire army gets blessed. Yeah. Oh, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. You're, you're just saying. Army. You're just saying how much you are. Uh, you loved blessed, mate. And here it is again. <laughs> it's just. It's freaking everywhere. But I don't have it. Oh, I need to play these priest. Damn it! <laughs> I need to play hundred kingdoms. <laughs> God damn it. Mate, it's that's so good. It's so good. I mean, blessed just giving it to his regiment is phenomenal. Being able to give it to the regiment ahead of him is phenomenal. Being able to go, hey, for one turn, everyone's blessed, um, is probably going to be the highlight of the game for whoever's controlling it. Yeah, like that's it. Like you have your blessed round, and when you have your blessed round, you either win or you lose. Yeah, because you've you've probably timed it to that point. <laughs> yeah, or you're, or you're yeah. really hoping you've timed it to that point. <laughs> Mate, we got one character left, which is the chapter mage. Or did you still have a spell left? 
I will. I will just just hold you there. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry you're right. I just realized um, you hadn't run through the spells. I actually have two left. There you go. Uh, sorry, I was nattering on too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have the quintessential holy fire. Yeah. Holy priest rage magic. Ten inch range. Attunement of three. Inflicts two hits per success on enemy target regiment. This was the bane of the early game. It was. It's. It was. It's still the bane now. Put him in a regiment of. Um, of um, militia bowmen and just yeet them up and just kill things. Just yep. kill things. Kill all the things. Yeah, uh, exactly. it's great. Holy is amazing. Um, and then we have Saints' favor, ten inches range, three scaling. Target regiment adds plus one to either its defense or evasion characteristic until the end of the round. Board wide plus one defense. I mean, it's not as good as board wide blessed, um, but if you wanted to. I mean, if you're already really tanky, maybe plus one to your defense is better. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Blessed is pretty good. Just do blessed. <laughs> blessed, do blessed is very good. You're, you're doing, you're doing uh, plus one defense or plus one evasion if you've already got, like, defense out the wazoo from things like Bastion um, and any other form of, like, you know, high defense regiments with Bastion is always a good one to then go, you know, double down on the defense. Or if you've got a regiment yeah. with a like evasion one or evasion two, increasing it um, by one, also very good. But blessed is probably going to be better most times because uh, it gives you full rerolls. But if you're versing an opponent that's just say like a lot of hits, um, and you know you're you're rolling defense five, for example, like you're probably better off just rolling for defense five at that point. <laughs> and I love I love the fact that because the thief priest has all his spells in built. He has ultimate flexibility with where he does it. So on the on the Superman turn, where everything goes off, obviously army-wide blessed is the best. Yeah. But on the other turns, I mean, he might be 10 inches away and be able to just catch the corner of a minimum uh, household knight regiment. Yeah. And suddenly they become defense five from the front yeah. for a turn. Um, and then they charge off and nothing kills them. And then they become the ultimate annoyance. So he's got so much flexibility. He's got what I love about the Thief's Priest and what I think he has over most casters in the game, if I'm honest, he's probably right up there, is he has the ability to both kill and buff. Yeah. A lot of other, a lot of other casters have to make a trade-off. You know, if you're Dwegum, if you're a sorcerer, you have to either do your killing or you pick a school that does your buffing. Oh. Um, you know, if you're, 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 um, what? Oh, who's that potato, uh, Nord guy? Shaman. Shaman. Uh, we'll get to him eventually. If you're a shaman, eh, you're buff. You don't kill. You know, you don't <laughs> do any of that. This guy does both. And to be honest, his buffing is probably the best in the game anyway. So, uh, he's pretty good. He's a great package. I mean, you, you, if you're running a hundred kingdoms list for me, if I'm running one, it, there's a, I have to make a really good reason as to why a feast priest isn't in it. Yeah, I think he's that good. He, yeah, he's your toolbox caster. I mean, you're. We're about to get the chapter mage, which is the last. Um, but she's very. So wizards are different to the priests in the sense that priests know all their spells, and wizards pick a school and know all the spells yeah. in the school. So you mm. still need to, um, uh, like, specialize a wizard. Whereas with a priest, they're just, you know, they're, they're a vacuum to everything they know. Whereas the the mage is pick a thing, do a thing. 
Um, yeah. So she's a she's more versatile when you pick the right thing, but she's less versatile overall. Yep. And mate, probably a perfect time to exactly. launch. It's almost like I planned it. The lady herself. That's it. So she's eighty points. She's a light infantry character. Uh, she's March 5 with a volley of 3, Clash of 1, 3 attacks, 4 wounds, Resolve of 2, Defense of 1, and an Evasion of 0. She has the Barrage 4, 18 inches special rule, and she has the Wizard 5 special rule. She may take a single heirloom, and she may select, or she must select, sorry, one of the following schools at no additional cost and knows all the spells within them. So she can pick Fire, Earth, Water, or Air. In fire, she'll know Kindle, Courage, and Fire Dart. In earth, she'll know Earth to Mud and Stone Spikes. In water, she'll know Ninwa's Tears and Call Fog. And in air, she'll know Seeking Winds and Guide. Uh, her warband for mainstay, she has Men at Arms and Mercenary Crossbowmen. And for restricted, she has the Court Squires. She cannot be your Warlord, with the exception being uh, Dynastic Alliance. She can be your secondary Warlord. Uh, she is restricted to tactical retinue, she's not available combat retinue, she is available arcane retinue, and she can take tactical and arcane masteries. Yeah. Yeah. I, my only criticism of the chapter mage is I wished, I really wished what they had done is combined fire and earth and water and air. Okay, so I mean, like up. a magma and tempest. Yeah, like, a, yeah, t exactly. Tempest and, you know, um, yeah. Um, magma, well, magma is the same as sword. So. Some some <laughs> unique name here. I can't think of anything. Insert um, unique name. Yep. Insert unique name here, and that way at least you get access to a bit of variety. Giving her only two spells from each school, uh, and all of them being quite specialized, sort of, um, means that you like she is. She has one job. She goes in for one job. If you're putting a chapter mage in outside of the protective glyphs play, which we talked about earlier, which is a legitimate play. Um, if you're putting a chapter mage in to be a chapter mage, she's got one job. And that is either she's doing fire dart while also maybe kindling courage if no one's in range. She's lessening char uh, impacts with earth. Uh, she's doing some healing with water. And then on the way in, she's protecting a little bit from ranged or she is helping your ranged get the good damage. Yeah. And I was going to quickly run through the spells now because it's a pretty good time to do so. So Kindle Courage uh, is <laughs> a self-range Attunement 3 scaling spell. Uh, it target regiment adds plus one to its resolve characteristic and gains the Inspired special rule until the end of the round. So mm. you count as Inspired without having to perform the, uh, the Inspire action or anything else. And plus one resolve. Really good. Uh, Fire Dart is a range 14 Attunement 3 spell, which inflicts one hit per success on target enemy regiment. These hits have the Armor Piercing 2 special rule. Uh, well, so your, your ranged nuke attack, basically. Uh, mm. Under Earth, she knows Earth to Mud, which is a 16-inch range Attunement 3 scaling spell. Should the target regiment wish to declare a charge or march action, it may only do so as its first action. If it takes a charge or march action as its first action, it may not take a second march action that round. So this is literally stopping an enemy within 16 inches march charge. It's stopping an enemy march march. Um, it's You have to do one or the other, basically. Um, you, either get to, you either get to march and then sit there and do nothing if you're a combat unit, or you get to charge and hope you make the charge. 
<laughs> I love it. That's a it's a really cool spell. Um, it's why I wanted the. It's why I wish they sort of changed it up a little bit because oh, it would cool. be great to have the option to whip that out if you were just in that moment. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Uh, and then, sorry, Stone Spikes for Earth as well, uh, which is a ranged self-attunement 3 scaling, which is if target regiment is declared as the target of an enemy regiment's charge action, the charging regiment will suffer a negative 2 to its impact X special rule to a minimum of 0 until the end of the round. So it reduces <laughs> impacts by 2. Um, yeah. Really good. It's a... Uh, and... You know, the fact that you're casting it on the um, the regiment the chapter mages in, or if you're under Dynastic Alliance, a regiment within eight inches, um, reducing impact hits is very good. Very good. Uh, underwater, we have Ninwa's Tears, which is a self-cast achievement three, which is for each success, a target regiment heals one wound. In addition, the regiment rerolls failed morale tests of six until the end of the round. Um, you know, recursion, always good. Rerolling morale, also very good. Mm. Uh, and then Call Fog, which is a self-range attunement 3 scaling, which is when an enemy regiment performs a volley action against this regiment, it treats its unmodified Barrage X special rule as if it was half, rounding up until the end of the round. So basically gives you Obscured. Um, so good. Yeah. It's, so if your opponent's uh, Barrage 3, it's only Barrage 2. If your opponent's Barrage 6, it's only Barrage 3, etc, etc, etc. And then under Air... We know Seeking Winds, which is self-attunement 3 scaling. Target Regiment adds plus 1 to their Barrage X special rule until the end of the round. And Guide, which is a 10-inch range... Oh, pardon me. Attunement 3 scaling. Target Regiment re-rolls failed hit rolls of 6 during a volley action until the end of the round. Yeah. So basically yeah. more consistency. More shots, more consistency for shooting regiments. Yeah. I mean, her spells... Her spells are good. Like, there are some really good spells here. Do not under underestimate Fire Dart for damage. Yeah. Um, I've been on the receiving of a Fire Dart, two Fire Darts in quick succession, and it took my Rex, my T-Rex, but hadn't been touched, from zero wounds taken to 11 wounds taken with one wound left to kill it. <laughs> and it was just a plucky sorcerer doing not much, just, like, hanging around. Um, just, I just couldn't get her and she was really annoying and yeah, she, she, I, yeah, I'll just get sit, her Just next sitting time. there throwing Hadoukens at you. She was the Hadouken all of the time and <laughs> that was frustrating as hell. So yeah, no, don't, don't underestimate Fire Dart. Um, I, like, Stone Sparks and Earth to Mud are so strong against certain lists, but again, you're going to run up against matches where they don't really do much impact at all, uh, or if they do, it's token impact. Um, and then it's not gonna really be relevant what she's got. Um, I think the most universally relevant is the water spells because I mean, Ninua's tears, I mean, let's all cry out a tear for Ninua's tears being changed from healing two to healing one. Uh, I can appreciate why they did it because healing two was just obnoxious <laughs> uh, and it was just, it was just gross. You shouldn't mathematically be able to heal 10 dudes or, or two stands back every time you cast a spell. Yeah. it was. Um, it was a lot. Um, so, yeah, now it's, it, it's heals one wound and you get to reroll fame morales of six, which is great if you're in an already morale beefy regiment. And if she is eight inches away from something and also the warlord, like, for instance, if um, 
you know, if uh, household knights are in the way or Steel Legion are in the way or Gilded Legion are in the way and she's sort of hanging off as the second wave or hanging off eight inches away in reserve, healing them up and giving them, you know, they've already got resolve a billion, re-rolling sixes is pretty good for that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's super good, super good benefit. And then I think my favourite spell of hers is Core Fog. Yeah, oh, it's it's got so much use now with the way that uh, everything's changed. It's great. Basically, Core Fog went from zero to hero in this edition. In the old edition, useless. Because, <laughs> I mean, basically, you were obscured anyway at long range, and then by the time you got to short range, it didn't matter because you were either there or you were dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you are way too danger close at that point. Um... Yeah. Whereas now, it is an absolute phenomenal spell because things have got like 18-inch range, 16-inch range, 20-inch range. Now... Um, halving the barrage value of any shooter in the game is just so good. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's amazing. Yep, especially when it hard because everybody's firing at like a very good point to begin with. Dropping that down, even by on average, you're probably only going to be reducing it by one. But one shot per stand is still three less shots <laughs> on a minimum mm. unit. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Nice, mate. I like that. That's uh, we're up to character upgrades now. Do you want to pick a couple of your favorites, and I'll chime in with mine? I like how we do that, and I'm going to go first. Go, oh, mate, I was leaving it all to you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pick a couple. But I, I, I'll just say I'll pick a couple. But actually, um, this is probably my favorite um, artifact list in the game. <laughs> Mate, there's there's so much going on in this list. It's great. It, it and it's it's really cute what some of these artifacts can do and change things. Um, so yeah, no, I love them. So yeah, definitely if you don't if you don't if you play Hundred Kingdoms and you haven't explored other artifacts, read the list top to bottom. Have a think about how it works for you because there are unlike a few other armies. Although a lot of the armies got the duds sort of toned up and and whatnot. Um, there are like at least 10 things in this list that are all entirely great choices. <laughs> um, the first one I'm going to say, Armour of Dominion. Yeah. 40 points. I don't know how it's 40 points. It should be more because it is unbelievable. Armour of Dominion. Enemy stands in contact with this character. Lose the Cleave X. And smite special rules. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. If you have your character in the middle of your front rank and you maximize contact, so you get three of your opponent's stands uh, touching him, those three stands completely lose their cleave and smite special rules, yeah. rendering their very expensive whackers very expensive not whackers. Pool noodles, mate. Pool noodles for days. I can tell you how disheartening this particular armor is when you charge it with war bread and then nothing dies. And you say, oh, yeah, this is what it would feel like if they forgot to add cleave to war bread. Mate, yeah. the last time I ran into armor of Dominion was when I forgot which character it was on and I threw an ice yotnar at it and I just watched my ice yotnar swing a fucking... Um, like stick at someone. Saddest, <laughs> saddest day, mate. Armor of Dominion, forty points. It's always been forty points. I've no idea why, because 
It is. It's so good. Like, really, it's it's on. It's almost on the list of must-haves. Yeah. In a the, the, the very important thing with Iron Dominion is it's the stands in contact with the character stand. So if you put the good character ball. stand in the wrong spot, it can it can do absolutely nothing. But if you, but like Monty was explaining before, it's like realistically, you're gonna to want to shove it as close to the center as you can because then you're gonna get maximum contact. That's right. Don't make it so that your opponent can try to be a little bit clever. Um, get it in a point where they've got no choice but to whack things in front of it um, and reap the rewards yeah. uh, from Armour of Dominion. And also, if you're playing Armour of Dominion, um, just have a think about what you're coming up against. And if you can, obviously it doesn't make any sense if you're deploying your regiment first, but if you're deploying your regiment second, basically put it across from something that has high cleave. Yeah. Yeah, cleave chase. You know, chase the smite. Uh, because the last thing your opponent wants is to see that bloody armor of dominion coming at them because it's just terrible yeah. to pay points for something that you don't get to use. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that's the first of my choice. Go. My second choice is sideways, in actual fact, exactly sideways, in weapons. The <laughs> kiss farewell. I have always loved this weapon upgrade. It is so... Delicious, and I love the flavor text commissioned by the Countess. Is it old? Le- de Leona in the Ariana. Uh, this one of a kind crossbow was designed to make the impossible shot needed for the assassination of her husband in his office. So it's basically crafted crossbow for a lady to have a pretty tidy divorce. Um, how cool is that? It's just so cool. Um, but even cooler is the special rules. So the character stand gains the barrage three. 18-inch deadly shot special rule, but even better, if the character stand already has the barrage X special rule, it gains barrage plus three deadly shot instead. The range of its barrage remains unaffected. <laughs> so the problem we're talking about the air mage, oh, sorry, not the air mage, the mage in general. Um, if you take the wrong spells, she's a bit potato. She just yeah. is. There's no, there's no way around it. Put the kiss farewell on her, and she's never a potato because she's doing seven shots. Is it 18 or 16 inches? Now you've got... Uh, she is 18. I, I hope. Seven shots at 18 <laughs> inches on threes or fours if you aim uh, with deadly shots, special rule. So she is just all of the fire at Brimstone. It's so good. What an upgrade. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to pick one more. Uh, because I'm greedy. No, that's fine. Uh, I'm going in for uh, a cute one <laughs> and a simple one. I'm just going to go Lorian Lance. Love An oldie it. but a goodie. Love it. Love it. It's just so easy. It's 10 points. The character stand may re-roll failed hit rolls when performing impact attacks and gains the brutal impact plus one special rule. So it is cheap. It is cheerful. Your noble lord on horsey suddenly becomes brutal impact three. Uh, what does he have? Three impacts? Three impact hits or four impact hits? Uh, who's this, sorry? Uh, the noble lord on pony. Uh, he's got three. Three. So he's got three impact hits, hitting on threes, re-rolling the threes, and they're all at brutal impact three. Well, there's a lot of threes in that statement. Um, but yes, basically all of the threes. Take Lorraine Lance and win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mate that's my three where are you at mate i am gonna go with two just because there's two that i really like so one of them is uh, elephant's roar 
which is a talisman. Uh, the regiment this character stands is currently attached to gains the Glorious Charge special rule, which oh, is yeah. uh, your impacts uh, benefit from the Inspired special rule, and you get Terrifying plus one on the charge uh, um, for those me. impacts. Uh, super sweet. Uh, my other one is a is a, a personal favorite because uh, I, I liked seeing it when it was uh, rocking around in playtesting, which is the Elysian Fragment. So the huh? Elysian Fragment is 20 points. It gives the character stand a drawer event. So the draw event for Elysian Fragment is this draw event can only be activated once per battle. Until the end of the round, the regiment this character stand is currently attached to gains the Smite special rule until the end of the round. So it literally, like if you slap this on, say, oh, I don't know, it's a draw event on a character. You go, you go Imperial Officer in a unit of Steel Legion if you really wanted to absolutely nullify any save an opponent ever wanted. Uh, and now you're rocking Cleave 2. Uh, or, if you roll any ones... Sorry, no, not even Cleave 2. Smite is all the time. It's every hit uh, is just no defense. No, nah, I'm going to give you one better, mate. <laughs> You've got a noble lord on foot. Mm-hmm. He's in a block of potato men-at-arms. Just a billion attacks with support. They're veterans. Yep. And his, his um, warlord gives them reroll sixes. Yeah, beautiful. There you go. That's what you're talking about. So you're paying a little bit of points... For one per once per game, suddenly you've got about twenty attacks. Now, hitting but, about just before you get too carried away, it's very important to note it's an arcane uh, character upgrade. This means you need to have priest or wizard as a special rule before Perfect. you can take it. Now, Perfect. the benefits here we come. the benefits <laughs> of that is no, no. The, the benefits of that is you just need to be able to take arcane retinue tier one because it gives you. Priest or, or or wizard one. So, for example, uh, let me quickly scroll back up here to a priory commander who is a restricted arcane retinue option, and he Delicious. can now pay twenty points to become. I'm pretty sure it's ten points for arcane level one to become arcane yeah. level one, and then you could give an entire regiment of say Order of Saint Lazarus smite. Um, once per game, it's um, yeah, it's I love it. It's a it's a it's a goofy little choice. It's a once per game twenty point upgrade uh on yeah. on a character just to have one turn of your opponent going, what the hell just happened? Uh, once per game is all you need for things like that. That is such a great shout, and I love it. I think the Elysian fragment works best on units that aren't killy. Yeah, but have attacks. Yeah, just because yeah. anything with support is is smiling for days with exactly. uh, with smite. Household guard, love it. If you can somehow do it, whereby either um, something moves into them, um, say if thief priest has this on them, or uh, can noble lord take arcane retinue? Oh, now you're gonna make me scroll back up again. Uh, no, no, man. no, not available. No. So basically, look, there is so much play. It just comes down to how you play it on the table. Like, yeah. uh, not too many people play with tactical senior escorts, uh, but is an entirely valid strategy. And to be honest, in some instances, very powerful. Yeah. So getting something like that, having the Skadushi into a different unit in order to turn them on when you need them for that turn is, mate, it's, it's, yeah. it's clockwork. Um, and I'm actually going to just quickly mention a couple more Go because I can't not. Before, <laughs> when we were talking about making your whole army uh, blessed from the feast priest turn of power and all that sort of stuff, um, I mentioned an artifact 
uh, called the Mantle of St. Nicholas. I didn't make it by name, but I mentioned it by effect. So the artifact Mantle of St. Nicholas, it's 10 points. It's the regiment this character stand is currently attached to gain the devout special rule. Yep. So this is how you interact something like, oh, I don't know, Reese, a big block of Steel Legion with the Imperial <laughs> officer in it. Um, I mean, that's pretty good. All right, we'll talk about them next. Oh, we're good. Um, they now are devout yeah. because the Imperial officer has this upgrade in them. Uh, so when the Thief Priest goes kablamo and gives everyone blessed, they get blessed. Mm-hmm. If the these these priests give them all divine sanction, they get go up to cleave three deadly blades. We're talking about one hit delete anything. Yeah. Um. It's it's a phenomenal upgrade. It obviously it's it's you know it, it's entirely dependent on the list of your building. So if you're not going a devout route, it's worthless to you. Yeah. But for ten points, it unlocks shenanigans, and that's what I love to see. Oh, 100%, 100%. Um, this is why I said I'm so sorry. I'm actually going to read a couple because I can't <laughs> not because I love them and hopefully my enthusiasm is coming through. Oh, man, 100%. Um, now, have you got, have you got anything? I was going to say, oh, yeah. Oh, see, that was the other one I was thinking about doing, but the Elysian oh, Fragment just hopes has... and prayers. How can we not talk about hopes and prayers? Um, okay, Thieves Priest again. All right, everyone, just get off the Thieves Priest train, all right? I'm sick and tired of hearing you talk about Thieves Priest, Mon. Uh, just bear with me a little bit longer. For 20 points, and here it is. The first time this character stand is reduced to zero wounds and would be removed as a casualty. I don't know. Say the first time a hold ray made the charge, jeweled it into oblivion. Mm. Do not remove this character stand from the battle. Instead, at the end of the action that would have caused this character to be removed as a casualty, heal this character stand so there's one wound remaining. Yep. Phoenix, rising from the ashes. He literally blows a blood vessel to hold on for a little bit longer. Very important to note. It does not say if this character is destroyed, heal this character with one wound remaining. It's destroyed. It's removed. It would be removed. And then it's not. So there's no, like, extra damage that's put on top of it from the same action. It's just, if he's destroyed, all the extra attacks, say someone hits him with, like, attacks a billion, um, you know, like a conning gear with 14 attacks or something stupid. Uh, Yeah. Um, He just says, okay, thank you, conning gear. Have a good day. And he just pops up with one left. For 20 points, <laughs> I mean, if you're writing a Thieves Priest and he's getting anywhere near the front lines, you, you, you can't not take it. You can't not take it. Yeah, especially if he's your Warlord too, because it means your Warlord hangs around a bit longer. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, hmm, so good. I love it. It's um, And plus it's hopes and prayers. I mean, the... the <laughs> I pray really hard that I don't die <laughs> with the power of optimism. Sorry, mate. I um, I held us up. I, no, I you're fine, up mate. You're fine. Particular section because I just had to hey, giggle, and there's still there's worse. still so many more. So we've got to just move right on ahead. <laughs> so next we have retinues. Uh, I'll run through these very quickly. Uh, so they they have changed a wee bit. Um, so tactical one is the regiment the character stands attached to, um, gains indomitable for 10 points. 
uh, which is ignore one failed resolve. Uh, tier two is the carrot stand may purchase an additional uh, heirloom at its indicated uh, cost. Uh, mm-hmm. Tier three, that's also ten points. And then tier three is the regiment this character stands currently attached to against the flank special rule, also for ten points. Uh, flank yeah. being you automatically choose if you come in or not. Uh, combat tier one is the character adds plus one to its wounds for ten points. Uh, combat tier two is the character stand adds plus one to its attacks for fifteen points. Tier three is the character stand adds one to its clash and also gains the cleave plus one special rule for thirty points. Um, yeah. Arcane tier 1 gives you wizard or priest 1 or plus 1 for 10 points. Uh, tier 2, the character stand counts a regiment as 2 less for the purposes of scaling for 20 points. Uh, and tier 3 is this character stand always treats one failed spellcasting die as a success for 15 points when performing a spellcasting action. So, uh, yeah, nice and sweet, simple, easy. Uh, combat makes your combat characters killier. Tactical makes your tactical characters more tactical, and arcane makes the arcane characters more arcane. Mate, it's what it says on the tin. It's what it says on the tin. Now, masteries. Let's run through the uh, hundred kingdoms specific Kingdom ones, one. which I'm pretty yes. sure there is only four of. Three of them are tactical, and one of them is arcane. Okay, hit me. So tactical, we have. Art of War for 30 points. This will require Tactical Retinue Tier 3, so it'll cost you another 30 points. Uh, Once per round, whilst this character stands on the battlefield, the player may forego their draw command card step and pass play to their opponent. (laughs) It's so good. This is, hands down, probably the best mastery in the game. (laughs) And... When you look at it, I'm sure there are like there are probably plenty of people listening to this or who've looked at this list and going, I do not understand why this is so good. But it it it's when you look at the tactical provision that you can do with a pass once per round. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a real world example. I was playing CanCon. Uh, I was playing at the top table. Both me and my illustrious opponent had won four games each, and we were playing to see who won the event. I had a big regiment of Braves who do a lot of damage on the impact. He had a big regiment of Legionnaires who wanted to get in my face first so I couldn't get on the objective. Basically, I wanted to go second because I wanted him to move up Mm. to get in my range so I could punch him in the face with my charge. Uh, didn't happen, did it? Because I drew my card just one before he drew his. So I had to move. I basically had to do this awkward move and then sort of move to sort of maximize my position and not get my charge. He charges me, and then it's just a grind fest to the end of the game. If I had this tactical art of war mastery, I could have taken a gamble said, no, no, I'm not going to draw my card. Over to you, sir. You draw your card. In that exact example, he would have drawn his card. He would have moved his legionnaires into my range. I would have charged them. I would have done a lot more at that exact moment in time than had I done the opposite. Um, It is, it's corner case, but it can win you a game. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's Uh, so good, though. So good, yeah. like, yeah, the 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 ability to just go, 
like you're trying to stall your opponent. You're like, I know where my card is in my deck, and I and I need, you know, I need my opponent to stumble first. Being able to just go, I'll make you go, and then they, you know, that's the point they thought you were making your big move, and you're like, nope, never mind, it's all good, carry on. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's phenomenal, and it's the same reason like when we were talking city states last week why the strategic stack and the initiative mastery are great because anything that allows you to mess with the activation in an alternating activation game is insane yeah it's really good i'll give you another example two regiments facing off against each other both within uh both basically in uh move charge range so not move charge range. basically one wants to hit, one wants the other to move first so the other one can hit them, similar to my example. Mm. But you've, I've got my card at the very end of my command stack. I've got it as my last card. We've both got 10 cards, Reese, because mm. we run two characters and four regiments. All of our units are on the board, so we both have the same number of cards. So I know whoever goes first uh in that round will then my opponent will then go last so if they have their last card last that's the absolute last thing that can go in that particular scenario that's the worst thing for me because i know that i'm going to move into their range and they're going to crump me i can use art of war make them go get the initiative back for the last card of the game and do what i need to do so it's like Basically, all we're saying is don't sleep on Art of War. <laughs> like, for those who may not, I guess, read it and then appreciate what it can do for you, like, there are, you know, there are many, many scenarios where Art of War can turn the tide of battle because this game is so much about essentially everything kills everything, it feels like. Uh, you hit something with something, unless you're playing city-states. Um, you hit something with something, and, it, you know, whoever hit first dies, basically. Um, so wait, no, whoever hits first kills. You know, you know what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, the ability to just whipsy-wopsy that, that, um, that card draw activation in your favour is why I think city-states is so strong. Like... The fact that they can do that as an army rule is what gives them power. Here, enter the enter, you know, stage left 100 kingdoms. Oh, yeah, no, no, we'll just, we'll just get that for 30 points. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So strong. Yeah, no, it's very good. Um, no, no, now that we've natted on about Art of War for way too long, um, Rally to me is 25 points. Uh, when this regiment the character stand is currently attached to performs a withdraw action, it is treated as if the regiment automatically succeeded on the resolve test. So it gives you a clean reef, uh, clean withdraw, sorry, um, for that regiment that the character's in. Which again, situational, but pretty good for 25 points. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's got one of those ones where it's a good option in a sea of good options. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then the next one is eccentric fighting style, which is 25 points. It does require tactical retinue tier one. Uh, the character stand gets plus two attacks characteristic and re-rolls its failed hit rolls, but also re-rolls its successful defense rolls. So basically yeah. the concept behind this one is they're a tactical fighter. So they're very good at fighting, but they're not very good at defending. 
Um, so they get plus two attacks and, and basically flurry, but then they have to reroll successful defense rolls, which, better in mind, will only count in a dual action. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I really like this. I mean, it's it's perfect for when, um, you know, if you're going up against a matchup that doesn't have much dueling potential. Yeah. There's no downside. You just get a character that goes ham. I mean, imagine this on a um, Thieves Priest. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, it's, um, uh, it's very clever. Divine Sanctioning. Suddenly, that's a different story. Yep. All of the attacks. And, I mean, he's already potato defense anyway. So, uh... Can he take tactical? I feel like this is Thieves Priest the show. Hold on. Sorry, everyone. Uh, can he take... Uh, no, <laughs> Please I can't. Hold. <laughs> Please hold. He can only take combat or arcane. Masteries. There you go. Can't do it. Sorry, everyone. No, no. There you go. The dream's dead. The dream's dead. <laughs> uh, dead. And then we've got, mate, look at this. A feast priest only arcane mastery. Oh, which is... get out of here, you feast priest only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, glimmer of faith for 30 points. So the character stand may target friendly regiments with a devout special rule with a spell, regardless of range or line of sight. Spells with the range of self do not benefit from this mastery. So if he's casting any of his spells um then it doesn't matter as long as he's targeting something with devout it doesn't matter where they are in the world they just just shoots off into distance unless it's a self you can't go casting a self to affect anybody else less than the supremacy um but yeah it's uh it's very funny <laughs> it's this is this is just i mean it's a, it's a real it's a real power pick um, and look, this these priest that we're talking about, we're building a mythical priest, aren't we? Um, he's probably getting close to 200 points at this point um, because we're giving him every upgrade under the sun. But for the one turn, he is uh, basically just giving all of his army the good toys. But then every other turn, he's giving one regiment all the good toys consistently, no matter where they are on the board. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's and look, you know that it that it, it's only one way to play. I know we've probably talked about these priests too much. The other ones are good too. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just that we're, both Reese and I are excited because the these priests wasn't seen that much outside of a little bit of a early game holy fire bomb. That was basically why I took the these priest. Other than that, he he was a bit potato. Um, now he's just—he he really is such a pillar of the force that you know the all of these these priest only upgrades are just so fun and they make us a bit giddy. So that's why we're talking about it so much. Yeah, got to keep the faith, mate. Uh, we've already run through spells. We're up to regiments, mate. We're, we are careening along on a wonderful journey. Now I'm going to continue the momentum, and I'm going to hit the first regiment that we've got on the list. And that is the Imperial Ranger Corps. Now, the Imperial Ranger Corps have recently been released. Their sculpt are fantastic. The thing that I can sort of loosely compare them to, if you want in a visual and you haven't seen them, they sort of look like um, like a Dunedain, a Thilligan Ranger, if you are familiar with uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, that sort of style. They've got really cool capes that sort of come over the face. Um, they've got bows, they're all dynamic. You can just imagine them springing out from the underbrush and shooting someone in the knee. 
<laughs> Why in the knee, you ask? Well, because they're a mummock. Um, and that's how you bring it down, Reese. Uh, but that's not this game. And it is not this day. Uh, the Imperial Ranger Corps is a live regiment. I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm glad I got off that train. Um, we're movement six. We have a volley of three, flash of one. So these guys do nothing when you close them. Uh, four attacks each, four wounds, a stand, resolve of two, defense of one, evasion of one. But that's not why you take them. They have the Fluid Formation Special Rule, the Vanguard Special Rule, and Barrage 3, 16 inches. Yep. They are 40 points in additional stand. They come uh, with a 10-point upgrade of a standard bearer, uh, and they come with a free leader. There are no command models. Sorry, there were no officers available for this particular region. Just a standard bearer. 120 points, Reese. Yeah, they're great. They're very good. Uh, Vanguard fluid formation, amazing combination. Light, meaning that they can just rock up turn one if you pick them as your auto, otherwise you roll them in. 120 points, cheapest chips. Sure, they're made of paper with defense one and evasion one, but they're fast, yeah. they're accurate, they've got decent range, they're cheap, they're effective. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. They are 120 points, Reese. <laughs> um, for 130 points, who cares if they die? Like, oh, they man, are just yeah. turn one. <laughs> yeah, turn, turn one, they are 19 inches. 19 the board? inches. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. 19 inches throughout the board, and then they can break dance at the end with fluid formation. They really can. It's um, They're nuts. They're, they're, they're really good. The only negative, and look, I'm really pleased they're 120 points because part of their points is paying for Vanguard. Mm. And I have a sneaky suspicion if you're running Imperial Ranger Corps, you happen to be running an Imperial Officer because he unlocks these guys. So the Imperial Officer Warlord makes these guys a bit redundant when it comes to their Vanguard special rule because they would get Vanguard as part of his supremacy. So yeah. I'm really glad that they're not super expensive because chances are if you're running Imperial Ranger Corps, they're, I mean, they're losing a bit of flavor that they would have if you didn't. It, it, like if you were running that warlord. Yeah. That said, it gives you a really good ability to still have some of your cake and eat it too. When if you are taking, say, veterans and you really want something that can vanguard up the board and put early pressure on turn one, but you don't <laughs> want to take the Imperial Officer's Warlord because you want to take, say, a Thies Priest as your Warlord and do all that shenanigans. Yeah. Brilliant. Enter Imperial Ranger Core, give you some Vanguard built into the War Scroll. No shenanigans required, and they do what they want to do for 120 points. Yep. Cannot fault them. Mate, moving on to another shooting unit, we have Longbowmen. So these are another light infantry. They're 135 points. They are March 6 with a volley of 2, a clash of 1, 4 attacks, 4 wounds per stand. Resolve 2, Defense 1, 0, Evasion. But they do have the Barrage 3 24-inch Arcing Fire Armor Piercing 1 and Cleave 1 Special Rules. They are 45 points in additional stand and they are 10 points for a standard bearer. No officers. No officers required. And why would you, Reese, when you can shoot 24 inches and just go over anything and yeah, anyone? and shoot over everything in front of you and your Armor Piercing 1. They are very good. Uh, these guys also super benefit from our Air Mage nearby. Because, like, re-rolling sixes or plus one barrage, very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're good. They got a, a nice little points drop 
um, to sort of account for a decreased range in the addition. Um, but I think they they are now more efficient for their cost than they were previously. Um, I think they're phenomenal for 135 points. The only negative they have is they're restricted for the Noble Lord, who, if you're taking Noble Lord, chances are you probably want to be taking a couple of household knights. Mm. So they're just fighting. Like I think they have to be cheap like this to tempt you because you're fighting for a really valuable restricted spot there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... They're so good. I mean, we know how good Lombowmen are. And thank goodness the shenanigans of the Lombowmen plus Air Mage, one, one, <laughs> you know, one shot deleting anything at 30 bazillion range is gone. Like, that was that was broken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah, they are. They're in a good spot now. They're just like, they're exactly where they need to be for long range arcing fire. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't they're doing they're doing ten shots at twenty four inches. Mm -hmm. uh, they're only hitting on twos when they're arcing. So if you got the if you have these guys behind your infantry or behind your cavalry, uh, just sort of pew pewing, uh, they're only plinking damage. Like you're not hitting with much. Mm. Um, different story if you if you're sort of on the flanks and you're hitting someone. Say, I mean, the ideal situation really would be if you're on the flanks, you're hitting someone in the side. Uh, you're not obscured, so you're hitting on threes with arm piercing one. Oh, now you're starting to do some real damage. <laughs> They're yeah. lovely at that point. They they become they become pretty deadly, like pretty quickly. So, yeah, um, yeah don't be afraid to get a bit of longbowmen in your list because I don't think they can. I don't think you can go wrong with them. <laughs> That's it. Mate, how about you run us through Mercenary Crossmen? Oh, these are my boys. <laughs> I love Mercenary Crossbowmen. Right, so you've got movement of five, volley of two. Before I say that, there are 105 points. So everything that we talk about needs to be referenced to 105 points. Yep. yep. Um, light infantry, movement of five, volley of two, clash of one, four attacks each stand, four wounds a stand, resolve of two, defense one, Evasion zero. They die to a stiff breeze. If anything hits them, they melt into paste. However, they have an 18-inch armor-piercing shot at barrage three per stand. They are 35 additional points per stand. They have a standard barrier for 10 points, and they come in at 105 points. They are almost unconditional mainstay unlock. May get that wrong with the Feast Priest, potentially. They're, they're um, for just about everybody. Just about everybody, and why wouldn't you take them? Because they are superstars. Yep, they are very, very good. These guys probably got the biggest upgrade, like unit to unit in the game with the new edition. Yeah, with the, the way shooting changed, it helped them a lot. The way shooting changed because you're not paying anything for them, and yet they're effective. Uh, shots basically doubled. So before you would shoot seven times at 20 inches, uh, and now you're shooting 10 times at 18 inches. So, yeah, <laughs> they're really good and they're really cheap and they unlock everything and they're a pain in the butt to verse and they can be used as chaff, they can be used uh, as a genuine threat. You know, imagine a wall of, say, four or five stands of these 
plus the Imperial officer with his fire in advance and then murderous volley. That's not expensive, and that will hurt. Yeah, hurt a lot. Uh, so yeah, mercenary cross moment. Don't sleep on him. Um, they are your Swiss Army knife for annoying ranged unit. So next we have Militia. They are a light infantry regiment. Move five, volley one, clash two, four attacks, four wounds, resolve of two, defense of one, zero evasion. Uh, they have shield and support two, 40 points for an extra stand. Uh, they have access to a standard bearer for 10 points and they can select one officer, which is a Servite for 15 points, a Neophyte for 10 points, and an Errant of the Order of the Shield for 10 points. Uh, I so am that's gonna- I'm going to quickly run through those now just because they're going to come up a little bit in the future. So Servite adds plus one to March and Resolve for the regiment. A Neophyte gives the regiment the Devout special rule. And the Errant of the Order of the Shield is the regiment always counts as having the Inspired special rule. And the Command Stand gains plus two to its attacks characteristic. In addition, a Character Stand attached to the regiment gains plus two to its attacks characteristic when participating in a dual action. Love that. Yep. Uh, very, very good option for a Thief's Priest sitting in some militia. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that. So you can make him devout for 10 points, yep. or you can give plus two attacks to the Thief's Priest and um, always inspire them, and plus extra attacks... Do they get extra attacks from Errant of the Order of Shield, did you say? Uh, the command stand does. So the, the stand with the officer on it will get plus two attacks. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, that's 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 a lot for 10 points. Wow. That's huge. I mean, huge for 10 points. Always inspired militia, uh, plus two attacks to the command stand, and plus two attacks to a character in a duel. Steal for 10 points. Yeah. Oh, you'd never... Like, um, the only time you wouldn't take the Errant of the Order of the Shield would be if you wanted to run the Devout Shenanigans. Um, otherwise, you're putting that in all day, every day, because it's it's phenomenal. Uh, now, they did get more expensive. So 95 points um, is, I mean, it's not a lot, but it's also getting up there for chaff. Whereas I think when you start adding an Errant of the Order of the Shield and the Thief Priest's benefits as well, you they turn from chaff and they're actually no longer a unit you can ignore, are they? Yeah. They get pretty deadly. They become absolutely terrifying for a bunch of peasants with sticks. Yeah, yeah, they really do. So you can't... It's really weird, because I look at 95, and I'm like, oh, I wish they were 85. But then you can't have them 85, because then all you'd run would be militia. (laughs) Seize the day, and then plow your fields. Mate, they're great. I, um... Yeah, I don't, well, we don't see that much of them um, where we are. So I would love to see a bit more militia uh, racing the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I've played against our mate Ado's uh, many militia list several times, and now I'm terrified to see it in version two. <laughs> it, it just it got better in a big way. Um, right. Militia Bowman. Uh, basically... Peasants dropped the sticks and they picked up uh, bows at 16 inches. Uh, I'm very pleased that the range changed on these ones significantly because it made no sense having peasants 
at 75 points shooting 24 inches. It's <laughs> <laughs> what they used to shoot in version 1.5.1. So, yes, Militia Bowman, uh, Light Infantry, uh, Movement 5, uh, they were Volley of 1, Clash of 1, 3 attacks each, 4 wounds, 2 resolve, 1 defense, and the Barrage 3 at 16 inches. Yep. Uh, they come with the exact same upgrade options as their sticky brethren, mm-hmm. uh, but a handsome points decrease of 20 points. So they are 75 points. Got to be almost the cheapest regiment in the game at that point. I think they are. Yeah, you go. Wasn't far off. <laughs> um, so they are, like, if you're hurting for unlocks, get them. I think we've spoken about, like, in previous um, sort of 100k deep dives when we've talked about sort of what tactical role each regiment holds. I mean, the Militia Bowmen are cash money when it comes to using them to just roadblock your opponent, bait a charge, put your opponent in a difficult situation where they sort of have to commit to this peasant unit that is spending at 75 points just getting in the way for a turn, and that's money well spent. (laughs) Can you imagine, Reese, if a militia bowman unit forced your phalangites that cost 300 points to ever so slightly charge to the side and then angle themselves so that you could easily charge their flank. Oh, mate, it's a steal. It would be, it would be such a nice moment and you would be crying into your wheat picks. <laughs> um, they're, they're so good. 75 points, try to get them in. I mean, the, the problem you've got, right, is you've got militia, 95 points. You've got mercenary cross moment, 105 points. So you're, you're not hurting for cheap throwaway. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you can't do much better than 75.3 cheap throwaway, can you? Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, mate, moving from the cheap uh, infantry, we're now going to in, into some of the expensive stuff, which is Hunter Cadre. Uh, these guys are 155 points. They are a light infantry. They are March 6, Volley 2, Clash 3, with four attacks, four wounds, Resolve of 3, Defense of 1, and an Evasion of 2. They have a bunch of special rules. Uh, Barrage 3 at 18 inches with armor-piercing 1. They have Cleave 1. They have Fearless. And they have Fiend Hunter. They are 50 points for an extra stand. And they can take a standard bearer for 10 points. And if they want to take a Null Mage, it'll cost them 15 points. A Null Mage also got a massive glow up in this edition. Which is when an enemy spellcaster, not wizard, spellcaster, attempts to cast a spell within 8 inches of this regiment's command stand... Any of the spellcasting dice rolled that are not a success inflict one wound on the spellcaster. These wounds cannot be mitigated or saved in any way and do not trigger morale tests. Wow. So yeah, if you're a priest or a wizard, it doesn't matter. There's a null mage sitting there to cause you to potentially nuke yourself. I don't know if I mentioned it during the City States episode, but when I have Festian... Uh, can roll 17 spellcasting dice and then blow itself off the face of the board um, when a null mage is sitting nearby. It is hilarious. Uh- <laughs> it, mate, null mage is frightening. So basically anything with with like spellcasting 6, 7, um, an Archimandrite, a, sor- a Tempered Sorcerer, you know, the the elite spellcasters you're looking at. Mm. Be in fear of the yeah. null mate. Because you're on average, you almost kill yourself. 
<laughs> like on average. That's not like bad roll. That's just on average you almost kill yourself. It's insane. Because, yeah, anything that's not, you know, most spells are achievement three. Most, not all, but most spells are achievement three. So that means that any four, five, and six you roll causes yourself a wound. Yeah. Huge. Now, question. Pardon me. How does things like tier three arcane inter so interfere that, with that? That turns a failed into a success. So you'll, it, it, it modifies the dice from a fail to a success. So you won't Bam. take a wound from that for a null mage. Yeah. Very good. I just wanted to double check whether it no, counted right. as a success or turned it into a success. No, because it says it says treat one fail as a success, which means that you're not actually failing that dice anymore, so you're good. Perfect. So that's like, <laughs> good. There you go. So basically, look, that change made... I think Hunter Cadre, you just read out the you know special rules, yeah. the regiment. Um, they have always had a really difficult spot in that they were a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, did a bit of shooting, did a bit of combat, didn't really do either particularly well. They were expensive and they were light, so they were usually chipped down and dead before they needed to, they, before what they needed to kill had arrived. And then the Null Mage was this cute little upgrade that gave them a bit of life, but it was just acted as a wizard for interferment. Now they've got two main changes or three main changes that make them freaking terrifying. Like definitely up there in terms of the best lights in the game. Yeah. Number one, they got cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it always helps. 155 <laughs> points. That's great. I mean, they're an elite light infantry. Um, they shoot, they cleave, they do, they do damage. They're fearless. Yeah. Uh, and for 15 points, you're really putting the fear of God into any spellcaster. Like, <laughs> to be honest, if I'm if I'm a spellcaster with more than five dice, I don't even know if I'd cast a spell. Yeah. I, I uh, don't know if I'd cast a that, that that one instance I'm talking about where Hephaestion blew himself up, he went from, you know, 14 wounds to zero. Um I did that just for the lols. Like, there, there's no way in an actual game you would make that call. <laughs> no, no, you just wouldn't. So it literally just shut them down because yeah. they're statistically, like, if you're rolling seven dice um, and your attunement is three, um, you're missing three to four of those dice. Yeah. Which means you're dying. Yeah. And for Hephaestion, your attunement two, rolling 17 dice... Um, means you literally die. <laughs> oh, like null mage is is real. Like null mage is real. So don't don't sleep on that. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that also made them super super good, other than the null mage change and the points drop, was the fact that fiend hunter. Yes, is so much more relevant now. Yes, brutes and monsters, mate. Brutes and monsters. Brutes and monsters. For anyone who didn't know, it got changed as we covered a bit a little last episode. Yeah, used to be just monsters, which yep. was good. But as a light unit, you just were dead before it was relevant. Like, yeah, usually. Yeah, you're way and you were you're an expensive light unit, so you're not like it's not like you're 100 points. Mm. You're 155 points. You're 170 points with the Null Mage, 180 points with the Standard Bearer. So you need to make your investment back. Mm. Um, so you can't just sit at the back of the board and, and, and not be really be relevant. So um, the fact that Fiend Hunter now works on Brutes, so you're seeing Brutes from turn two to three. Brute Drones, Uga, Warbred, 
Minotaurs. Uh, Minotaurs. Fenebeat. No, Fenebeat's back at Cavalry. Um, Safe. <laughs> Dad, I cuss you. <laughs> uh, look, there are much other options. I just am thinking like a potato at almost 10 o'clock in the evening. Um, <laughs> but the point is, suddenly with Fiend Hunter, now they have shooting re-rolling. So, I mean, they're a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I desperately would play with them if I if I did, if I could. Yeah. Oh, mate, the, the fact that they're restricted to an Imperial officer is like a godsend for in the like for, for other players. Um <laughs> because they like if these things were prolific, which I mean to be fair, you can do by running Imperial Officer with like Merc crossbows and then Hunter Cadre. But it's like if these things were just like, oh yeah, any character I run, they exist, like, geez, I'd be sweating a little bit more. Yeah, I think this is probably almost up there in the best shooting in the game when you combine it with the Imperial Officer's double time, uh, 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 Fire in Advance and Murderous Folly. Yes, yeah, exactly. Monstrous. Yep. Monstrous. Rerolling against Fiend's Hunter, monstrous. Yep. No, but anyway... No. That's we've, the hunter we've, card, right? We've spoken about them for a long while. Mate, do you want to hit us with Mounted yeah. Squires? Mounted Squires, 135 points. They are mounted. They're a light cavalry. So they're just, you know, not not the heavy horses. They're just the ponies. <laughs> Movement 9, Volley 1, Clash of 2, 4 wounds, stand, 4 attacks, 2 resolve, 2 defense, evasion 0. And they have the shield and the impact 1 special rule. They are 45 points a stand. And they may take up to one officer, uh, which is the Count Pal- Palatine for 10 points. Mm. Uh, I, can't, I can't possibly read that without thinking Count Palpatine, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and then Standard Bearer for free. So they get a free Standard Bearer. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Now, the Count Palatine is an easy one. The regiment always counts as having the inspired special rule. But there you go. That's cute. Yeah. Um, mate, that's pretty, pretty good. So they're. They're restri- their mainstay when the um for the yeah they're in a really they're really interesting stand aren't they yeah they're really cool like they're fast they're cav they're actually like deceptively tough because they're defense three for a light cavalry um right. from the front obviously um but yeah like ten points making them. Always inspired means they're clash three. Um, they get one cheeky impact hit. Um, you know, <laughs> but they're they're like the Fenner equivalent for Hundred Kingdoms. Is <laughs> like yeah. they're just fast, they're tricky, um, and they just sort of hang around when you you really don't want them to. They're really good for reinforcement lines. Yes. Yeah, exactly. They're amazing for reinforcement lines. Reinforcement lines with these guys plus Vanguard from the Imperial Officer's Warlord Mm. means that you've got a reinforcement line about 16 inches up the board and then you're coming on with three marches. So you can basically be anywhere you want, turn two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's crazy um, yeah. good. They're they're very, very good. Um, Free standard bear as well is another thing just to like to, to not miss in that. Because it means they're March 9, March 10. So they're 19 inches every turn they march. Gross. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah. For so for 145 points, you can make them always inspired, free standard bearer. So they're getting re roll charges, plus one march on a second march. 
Um, yeah, they're they're steel for 145 point mainstay. <laughs> I would love if these guys had fluid formation. Oh god, could you imagine that? That'd be disgusting. Disgusting. So, um, the old <laughs> squires just doing dressage all over the place. They love it. Um, no, very good. They're pretty good. Um, I think. I think you'll find a lot of people not taking them um, because they are sort of a really tactical role, aren't they? They're not a smash face. No. They're not a defend face. They're a harassment. They're like Cav. They're, they're they, a disruption piece. Like They're a disruption piece. And, yeah. and when you can take um, household knights for a not too dissimilar points cost, then you're looking at, you know, I think more people than not will make that swap. Well, the difference um, is the Mounted Squires are mainstay and Household Knights are restricted. Indeed they are. So you mm. could have both. You can you have, have both. all Cav Army. All Cav all the time. Mate, all we got cav. Court Squires next. Uh, these are a medium infantry with hundred for 130 points. They are March 5, Volley 1, Clash of 2, 4 attacks, 4 wounds, Resolve 2, Defense 2. They have the Cleave 1 special rule. They are 45 points for every extra stand. They can take a Standard Bearer for 10 points, and they can take two officers from Drill Master, Arms Master, Seasoned Veteran, and Count Palantine. So we know the Count Palantine already. You always get to count as inspired. The Drill Master uh, is the regiment adds plus one to its attacks characteristic and gains the double time draw event. So you can march, 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 and you've now got five attacks at Cleave 1. Uh, the Arms Master is the regiment re-rolls failed hit rolls of six whenever it performs a clash action. And if it has a Noble Lord character stand attached to it, the regiment gains plus one to its clash characteristic instead. So you don't re-roll sixes, you just get plus one to hit. Um, if you've yeah. got a Noble Lord there. And the Seasoned Veteran is the regiment gains the Bastion 1 draw event. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are really good. They're, they're, um, a little, they're a toolbox unit because you can give them... Basically, what we were talking about like at the start about the Imperial Officer, you can now just do with a regiment. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. And look, these guys, I think... For 130 points, they probably don't shine on their own because they will be overshone by the next unit we're about to talk to. Yeah. Because for five more points, why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. On their own. Where these guys get spassy uh, is when you start adding in veterans to the mix. Yeah. And when you start adding in... Um, the arms master to the mix and suddenly and you add in the noble lord on foot supremacy into the mix yes so suddenly those three combinations which actually doesn't cost you many points they are now fours re-rolling sixes mm -hmm. yep Which... or if you have a noble lord in there they're fives re-rolling sixes yay <laughs> <laughs> um so basically you know as we said at the start 100 kingdoms is what you make it you can look at a court squires with a pretty potato stat line and 
with some choice shenanigans, they're what the most consistent infantry in the game. Yeah, and Cleave yeah. One's great. Like Cleave it's great. um yeah. <laughs> Cleave One's great. Oh yeah, no. And look, they're they're great. They're, they're, they're super flexible. And the only reason why they may have a smidge of gloss off them is enter stage right household guard. Yeah, exactly. That was your cue. Ah, oh, mate, I thought you were going to do it, but that's okay, I'll talk. So they're 135-point medium infantry. They are March 5, Volley 1, Clash 2, 4 attacks, 4 wounds, Resolve of 3, and a Defense of 3 with an Evasion of 0. They have the Cleave 1 and Support 2 special rules. They're 40 points for additional stand. They can take an Arms Master for 30 points and a Standard Bearer for 15 points. Mm. These guys are great. Support 2 is fantastic um, on a regiment with Cleave. These guys are essentially core squads on crack. Yeah. Um, they uh, do the same thing, slightly differently, but better. Better resolve, better defense. A uh, little bit more expensive, I'll give you that. Um, but it, it's sort of a case of it's hard to see why you wouldn't just take the household guard. Plus they're swanky AF with their capes. Um, and yeah, they're, they're sick great. as halberds, yeah. And they're sick as halberds, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm pleased you threw the halberds in there, mate. <laughs> I was happy enough with just the capes. You can tell I'm a I'm a cape kind of guy. Mm. Um, but no, they're amazing. Like Household Guard got a huge glow up in this edition. Uh, before they were like you could build around the Household Guard and the Noble Lord combo. The Arms Master um, plus one clash used to be there as well. But that brick was so expensive. Yeah. And to be honest, there are other things in the army that did better than it. Like, <laughs> so it just, it didn't make much sense. It was a redundant unit. And outside of buying it because you love the models, you just, you just wouldn't see it on the table. Yeah. It's just the, it was just the bad choice, which I hate to say it, but it, it was. Um, now... It is a incredibly compelling choice. Imagine an army with like seven MSU household guards. Yeah. Freaking terrifying. And then that's like half the army. That's literally half the army. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um so they're, they're super cheap, 135 points. They're practically chaff at that level, but they have cleave too. They've got support. So if you want to lean into them in terms of making them a big brick, they will pay dividends. The fact that they've got that arms master upgrade means that you can choose to make them an elite infantry cost mm -hmm. to get elite infantry level, or you can keep them at cheap infantry cost for a better than cheap inf infantry level. So you've got a lot of flexibility in how you work them into a toolbox. Um, the fact that they're mainstay for both noble lords means that if you're running noble lord heavy, these guys are just going to be your bread and butter. They're probably competing with men at arms at that point for that sort of level. Um, but these are just objectively better in every way, really, aren't they? Yeah. Um, they're better So, uh, yeah, House of Guard, amazing. I can't wait to see more of them because their models are brilliant and I want to see more um, halberds. Yeah, that's it. Maybe we got Men-at-Arms next. I'll oh, tell you what, 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 I'm, what, I'm, I'm, what I'm still on the train. Let's do it. 
So, 105 point medium infantry. They're move five, volley one, clash two, four attacks, four wounds, resolve two, defense two, zero evasion. And they have the shield special rule. Uh, 35 points for an additional stand. They can take a standard bear for 10 points and they can pick one of the two officers, one being a seasoned veteran, which is Bastion, or the other being a neophyte, which is uh, Devout. Uh, seasoned veteran will set you back 20 points and a neophyte will set you back 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just your your bog standard infantry guys. Yeah, bog own... standard infantry guys. Sword board away you go. Sword board Barry. Yep. Um, the men at arms are buff sponges. They love every little bit of tinkering you can give them because they <laughs> are so efficient for their cost. They are deceptively hard to kill. With a seasoned veteran, they're quite hard to kill, especially if a character's in there bolstering their resolve. Yep. Um, they're a great transport unit for a character you want to keep around because they're cheap wounds that don't die easily. Um, and then, you know, as we talked about before, with veterans, these guys get huge benefits. They pay an extra 20 points to get their seasoned veteran um, upgrade, which gives them Bastion, so their defense fall from the front when they've got Bastion active. Um, and then their Clash 4 when inspired. And then when you consider the fact that you can then do the shenanigans we talked about and give them Smite for a turn, mm-hmm. um, you can give them... You can you can uh, avoid the seasoned veteran, give them the Neophyte, which gives them Devout, and do all the Devout, these pre-shenanigans we talked about, give them Blast, <laughs> You can make them blessed re-rolling defense rolls. You can turn them into cheap-ass Valkyries. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Men-at-Arms are phenomenal. They're, they're, they are, they, they're the bland. They are the vanilla. They're the vanilla milkshake. Okay? <laughs> vanilla milkshake. About, I love that. I love that. They yeah. are. They're the vanilla milkshake. They've got no flake. They've got no chocolate whatsoever. Yeah. It's about how you season it is what they're going to do. 100%. Mate, they're nice and simple. How about you jump us on the next one? Oh, these guys are going to do silly things. (laughs) And by these guys, we're talking about the, well, guys and girls, you know, I'm sure there's there's lots of different people that are attracted to the wonders of the Order of St. Lazarus. And the Order of St. Lazarus, for some reason, are currently 150 points. Now, well, it's because they're restricted to one character. Sorry. Yes. As, as we've said many times on the show, points are irrelevant when it comes to unreleased units because they're just not in the game yet. So take that points things and scratch it out. You know, when it gets closer to closer to the time, you know, then that'll be figured out. But at the moment it's 150 points and it gives me a hernia. Um Order of St. Lazarus, <laughs> Infantry Regiment, medium class, and you'll find out why. Um they have a move of six, so they're speedy infantry. Folly of one, clash of two, six attacks a stand, five wounds a stand, five resolve, defense of two, evasion of one. They have cleave one and fearsome. And additional stands at 35 points, stand bearer at 15 points. Three stand minimum St. Lazarus is putting out 19 attacks, hitting on threes, Cleave one, and it's 150 points. Definitely. Yeah, they're they're so good. 
yeah, they're being being restricted to the prior commander definitely means that you're not going to see lots of them. Um, but you will on this side run. Is that a challenge, boy? <laughs> Mate, but yeah, but I mean, like they're they're clash two, they're cleave one. Like it's um, but resolve five and six attacks, five wounds is insanely good. Um, it, it, which, it, which it, for a restricted regiment, you would really hope so. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Look, it's, it's the combination, isn't it? It's the, the damage wise. Yeah, sure. You can get, they're, they're pretty good damage, but the fact that they're, they've got that five wounds, they've got that pip on their, their fellow man, uh, the five resolve is what clinches it. It turns them into flame berserkers, doesn't it? Uh, we all know how good they are. Um, and then the defense two evasion one. Um, so they're still getting a save even against high cleave. They're, they're, they're just a complete package. Um, and I love the fact that they're movement six, not moving five. That is a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, expect to see um, Vanguard Order of St. Lazarus at a dirty table near you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, what do we got next? Oh, mate, we got Sakari next. So these guys yeah, are I'll, a 100. Are oh, you sure? Oh, no, no, you go. I took the last one. I'm being right. greedy. Done. 140 point infantry medium. Uh, they are March 5. They are Volley 1. They are Clash 2. They are four attacks and four wounds with Resolve of four. They have zero defense, but they have Evasion 2. They have Cleave 1, Devout, Fearless, and Lethal Demise. 40 points mm -hmm. for additional stand, and they have a 10 point standard bearer. These guys are the bread and butter for a Feast Priest list, hilariously enough. Uh, and when they release, I expect to see billions of them on a battlefield. What's a Feast Priest, Reese? I know, right? I, we, we've not I, mentioned him at all. We've not mentioned the Feast Priest at all. Look, Sakari are one of those ones where I don't want to look at them too deeply um, until we get them in release. <laughs> and then we can... We can criticize or or you know talk about them till the the cows come home um but it's 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 a whopping it's a whopping lot for 140 points race yeah it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> i think we could all agree uh that's that's something um the fact that they're in built cleave one devout so they're you know they're doing their uh, their table-wide shenanigans with the feast priest fearless is super strong this edition Super strong. There's lots of things that you want to cause you fear. Uh, and then, you know, that all lethal demise chestnut. <laughs> so, but I love them. I love the combination of evasion two and resolve four. I think that is so cool. It makes me think these guys are like, um, why am I thinking, why am I getting like daredevil vibes? No, like, these guys why? are. These guys are more like your Star Wars Imperial Guards. The guys in the red outfits with the, the lightsabers that protect, or the, the, the fucking electro-starves and shit that protect the uh, Emperor. Those guys. Right. <laughs> so they're just like really good at sort of lightly dodging out of the way. Yeah. Right, okay. And then when they die, they're and just the, like, hey, the, 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 the power of faith is uh, keeping them alive as well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, mate, hey, we won't talk about them anymore because like their points will change. It'll have to. Um, as we go through uh, and, and they get closer to release um, because they'd be broken at that point. <laughs> uh, anyway, quietly moving on. Um, household Knights. 
Here we go. The standard household knight, the unit we all know and love, the first Hundred Kingdoms cavalry. It's probably the first uh, regiment that you saw of the Hundred Kingdoms way back when. Released in the starter box, uh, tried and tested. 140 points. These guys have got so much cheaper. I love them. Yeah. We've got Cavalry Regiment, Medium, Movement 7, Volley 1, Clash 2, 5 attacks each, 4 wounds, Resolver 3, Defensive 3, No Evasion, Brutal Impact 1, Impact 3, Shield Special Rule. 60 additional points of stand, and they can take up to one officer, which is the Tawny Champion, at 25 points, uh, which from memory adds plus 2 to the charge distance. Yes, it does indeed. I'm going to check to make sure it does nothing else. This regiment adds plus two to its charge distance. Done. And the standard bearer, I'm quite astonished to say, is free. Yep. Exactly the same as the mounted squires. And this, free, the, so the free, the free standard bearer here on the household lines, just to give a bit of sort of like, you know, like, I don't know, developer feedback, I guess. Designer feedback? Sure. Um, because we changed the statistics of the household knights quite a lot and people were always running a standard bearer anyway um it felt like a good trade with which to reduce their points change a couple of things and then give them a bonus they want for free yeah yeah i, th I think that's a lovely it's a lovely little thing look i think there's you know more free standard bearers is cute i think i'd like to see that more because yeah. um, bear in mind, right, when you compare these guys to what they were in 1.5, they're 150 points. They were March 8, and they had Brutal Impact 2. Um, bear in mind that they only had four attacks, but Brutal Impact 2 makes a difference compared to Brutal Impact 1. Um, and I think the Tawny yeah. Champ was also 30 points. I could be wrong on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so by re by reducing how fast these guys are, but giving them a little bit more consistency in, in, in uh, prolonged combat, but giving them something like they still want to charge and do their three impact hits or four if you're under speed of horse at brutal one like you still want to do that so standard bearer made sense to be free um because yeah. it gives you a buff for something the regiment is meant to be doing um yeah. yeah i love base i i think we said we said in our last deep dive household knights and Household Knights under Speed of Horse mm. were two separate entries. They yep. needed two separate entries on the thing uh, because they were basically two polar opposite units. Mm -hmm. And you'd never take them, one without the other. Yeah, exactly. Now... <laughs> very different. <laughs> very different story. 140 points is phenomenal. There you go. Tick it again. Uh, phenomenal for this package. I mean, you've got fast roadblock chaff that hits back mm -hmm. that does brutal impact nowhere near as much as it did before but the whole identity you're right reese the whole identity of this unit has changed it is not impact cavalry it is we're going to get in the way and grind you down and you're going to kill us probably but you haven't killed much of my army because i'm 140 points <laughs> yeah and if you buff these guys up put them in a big regiment Give him speed of horse. Give him the elephant's roar yep. for, for glory charge. They will still wreck house. Yeah, exactly. Like you will wreck house with this. Um, plus, you know, Lorraine Lance on the um, 
an old mate for for reroll charges and brutal yeah. impact three. Like you'll 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 turn stuff to mist in any event. You know you, you you'll still kill stuff, um, but you'll just do it in a cheaper way. Yep. Yeah, you didn't have to previously. Whereas before, you basically had three blocks of knights and then a couple other bits of chaff, and that was your unit. That was your list. Yeah, and that's it. Um, and then if you ch- if if there was lots of hindering terrain on the table, you just lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just lost the game. Um. Yep. And now they are a real tactical piece. I'd love to see how many minimum household knights I could get into a list with the speed of horse supremacy because they get the standard bearer for free. Mm -hmm. So you could get a lot in that list. Yeah, 100%. That's really appealing to me because they're just, (laughs) yeah, the whole identity changed and I think it changed for the better. Even though they will be looked at, there always are going to be people who are a little bit salty. When their toys are gone, you know, I admit, you know, it's not ideal when a unit changes its identity so much because people pay good money on, 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 on you know, but for their toys and, and you, they do sort of expect them to stay relatively similar. And household knights did change. I think we can all agree they, out of anything in this book, they probably changed the most because they were a blender and now they're not. Yeah, they were they were a point click delete. They were a point click delete. Under speed of they horse, they were just yeah. They were hitting anything they charged into under speed of horse. They hit and it exploded because it was so many. You know, speed of horse used to give glorious charge, so you used to be hitting on threes. Veterans would be fours, and then you would have brutal two, and it was just a lot of you know just bang, and the regiment is gone. One. Yep. Uh, yeah, gross. And look, the, the problem is they were invalidating things like Crimson Tower. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, the Household Knights are meant to be Impact Cavalry, but they're not meant to be THE Impact Cavalry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they were just invalidating all other hammers in the list. So, no, get rid of them. The change needed to happen. But then these guys, I think, once people get a chance to play them a lot, like, they have, they absolutely have their place. I actually love them far more now than I did previously yep. because now they, they're multi-purpose. They do some damage. They take some damage. They're cheap. They, they just get anywhere. They block stuff up. They're, they're amazing for objective play because they're still relatively fast and they're, and they're cheap. So you can just like get places your opponent doesn't want you to get. They're great. Yep. Play some knots. That's it. Uh, mate, we got Order of the Sealed Temple next at 140 points. They're a medium cavalry regiment. They are March 8 with a volley of 1, a clash of 3, 4 attacks, 4 wounds. They have a resolve of 4, a defense of 3, and evasion of 0. They have the fluid formation, impact 4, and shield special rules. Uh, it's 70 points for every additional stand, and they can take a standard bearer for 20 points. Yeah, these guys are interesting. These guys are high number of impact attacks on a tough, fast chassis that can break dance. Is that points cost a typo? I'm honestly feeling like it might be, but I'm going to quickly double check and see if the army builder also has that points cost. Ba, 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 ba. Order of the Sealed Temple. 160 in there. So it'll be either Thank 140 you. or 160. 160 feels right. Um, I'm just going to say 140. Scribble that down. Who do I need to email? Let me add them. <laughs> um, no, 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 that's good. So we'll call it 160 because I think that's that's a type. It's all right. The, the book we're reading from says 140. 
Yeah. Um, it's probably been it fixed had, since I downloaded it. So <laughs> it, it had my internal uh, balance scrambling. Um, <laughs> mate, these guys are amazing. They they are obviously the orders when they come out will be whole all new toys for this faction. So these guys are, are a little bit faster than Household Knights, and really Household Knights is what these guys will be compared to, won't it? Because hmm. they're both medium. They both relatively defensive. Um, they're both going to be around the same points cost, although these guys will be the premium version. So these guys will basically be Household Knights Plus. Yeah. Um, and these guys have more impact. They've got fluid formations, so they can play stupid things. Um, and they're more defensive, aren't they? Because they're defense for resolve for from the front. So, yeah, these guys are going to be... Yeah. And they're going to be everywhere. Yeah. So the uh, yeah they're they're trading out brutal impact for fluid formation and getting an extra impact attack. Good trade. Yeah, no, it's very good. <laughs> it's a good trade. Yeah, um, mate, do you want to run us through Gilded Legion? These guys are brilliant. Yes, um, these guys went down to one hundred and forty-five points. So big thumbs, big stonks. Mm -hmm. uh, heavy infantry regiment, but we don't care about that anymore with the new version. <laughs> um, movement five, volley one, clash of three, four attacks, a stand, uh, four wounds, a stand, resolve of four, baked in, love that, uh, defense of three, evasion zero. They have the cleave one, iron discipline, and support two special rules. Reese, what's iron discipline? Iron discipline means that if you have a regiment in your flank, you do not suffer the penalties. So the penalties are you still get support. Uh, and you do not have to uh, re-roll your uh, successful morale tests. That's phenomenal. Um, and they're 45 points in additional stand, and they can take up to one officer, and the officer choices are Drill Master, which gives them uh, plus one attack per stand, yep. and double time. Correct. Season Veteran, which gives them Bastion plus one. The Bastion one, not Bastion plus one, Bastion one. Bastion one. <laughs> Stand of error for 15 points. Yep, that's it. Reese, these guys are good. They're very good. They're very good. They are slightly better household guard, which is exactly what they're meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that you can have that um, that gradient mm -hmm. of and then each, like, as you build your list with 100 kingdoms, you make choices, and those choices play out on the table. Yep. If you want to save points, household guard. Yep. If you want something that sticks to a point and never leaves it, Gilded Legion. Yep. Um, they're great. And they still do damage. Like They still slap. Yeah. They, they get plus one clash, plus one resolve over household guard for 10 points. Uh, and iron discipline, meaning that they're, all of those extra attacks they make don't get shut down if you flank charge them. And they've got the seasoned veteran upgrade for, for 20 points, which yep, exactly. old don't have access to. So... Yep. Um, very good. Yeah, very good. Very all. I would call these guys that all-purpose grind infantry. Yeah. And now that, like you, like you were alluded to at the start of them, is there a heavy infantry, which means nothing anymore? Uh, there's no mm. such thing as the heavy tax. They are just good because you can automatically choose to bring them in. And with the, a lot of the uh, old tactics, were an imperial officer with tactical level three, and now that only costs thirty points instead of fifty points. So. It's cheaper to bring more than one regiment on the board uh, on your heavy turn, which is great. And because their resolve is four backed in, they do not need character support. Mm -hmm. so if you're running two regiments of Guild Legion. Uh, you put one 
Imperial officer with all the trimmings into yep. one. Uh, you then have the other one uh, running around. Uh, so you've got both coming on guaranteed turn three, both of them vanguarding up the board. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are, to say they're better than they were one month ago is, <laughs> is not even like the words don't mean anything. No. Um, they are they're on another planet how they used to be and to be honest they used to be good yeah That's like exactly they, it's not like they were bad they were good and they, <laughs> when they finally showed up and got into position you're like oh damn legion um, oh, now yeah. Jesus they're in my backfield turn like nothing um, no they're, they're gonna be so good mm. and I think with Gilded Legion the only problem with Gilded Legion is their slightly angrier Brethren. Oh, you were talking about the Order of the Sword? I was actually talking about the other Legion. Oh, the Steel Order of Legion? I'm going to break rank. Mate, that's unfair of you, but that's okay. I'll allow it. And we're going to cover Order of the Sword after, but I think you've got to compare One the, Legion golden, the, the Golden Gilded to the we don't care about fancy pomp, we just want a giant Swyhander. <laughs> Still Legion. So these guys are were, were one of the first release kits with um, expansion, so for the Hundred yep. Kingdoms. So then one of the first uh, new things you could buy outside of the old two-player box. Um, they were everywhere, and for good reason. They just chopped up things and... They were amazing. Of course, they had the heavy tax, and so, you know. First, they were everywhere, and then they were nowhere because you couldn't bring them on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, old, the old heavy tax. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a lot of Hundred Kingdoms with a lot of Steel Legion that was sitting there gathering dust for quite some time. Yeah. But fear not, brethren, for now is their time to absolutely shine. So you dust them off, you paint them up, and you put them on a table because, my God, those Steel Legion are heroes once more. Uh, now, Reese, again, is this points cost? 175 uh, is correct. 175 is correct. Okay. Yes. Lovely. So, still Legion, 175 points. So, they have got a bump. But my God, didn't they deserve that bump? So, we have <laughs> heavy infantry, uh, movement five, volley one, clash of three, five attacks each. That's up from four. Mm-hmm. Four wounds, a stand, resolve of three, defense of three, and evasion of zero. They have the bravery. <laughs> special rule, which means they do not get impacted by terrifying shenanigans or feared shenanigans or whatnot, and they get an auto uh, rally uh, when they draw their card for free, because reasons. Um, because they're brave. They they're brave, brave boys. Uh, so, phenomenal rule. Uh, cleave 2, so they're just they're killing stuff. Uh, and Oblivious, so they need two fail morale tests before they take a wound from failed morale. Yep. Yeah, you can start to see why 175 points sings about right for these guys. Um, 50 points an extra stand, so very efficient to take extra stands of these guys. Um, and you can choose up to one officer, and luckily only one officer is available. The Drill, Drill Master. master. <laughs> 20 points, gives them plus one attack, and double time. Standard bearer, 15 points. With the Drill Master upgrade, you are doing, for minimum three, four, 195 points. You're doing uh, 19 attacks on fours with cleave two. Mm-hmm. It's very so good. 
you're killing most stuff, Reese. Yeah. With a minimum infantry. Yep. Um yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. They they're on that expensive end now. They're very elite. Um their points to wounds ratio is getting up there, but their damage output is phenomenal. So And they're a bit tougher to move with Oblivious and Bravery, because they're always going to be resolved three. Four as soon as they go one extra stand or a character. Uh, and then having to fail, uh, sorry, every two failed resolve counting as one wound for Oblivious. Um, round yeah. it up, obviously, because if you only have one dice, you're still going to take a wound. But um, yeah, like it, it still realistically halves your resolve damage. Um, and with bravery, meaning that you're already halving the amount of resolve you're probably taking in the first place. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's very good. Like, you're really encouraged. If you're looking at whether or not to take things in minimum versus big blocks, just have a look at that additional stand cost. Yeah. Um, because some things, and for like, it's not just typos. Um, some things have sort of disparities between initial cost and additional stand. So some things are actually cheaper um, to take more of when it comes to the stands. And Steel Legion is an example. So their additional stands is only 50, whereas for three stands, it's 175. So take these guys. My recommendation is in blocks of six. Block of six, maybe block of five. Uh, you're not, you're, you're, so basically you're paying an extra 100 points to go from three stands to five stands, which is phenomenal value. Um, you're getting a whole lot more killing power because you can go one wider. Uh, you've got a blade of wounds for being damaged on the way in. Uh, and you're getting attacks a billion. Like, what, four, four stands wide, mate? What are we doing? Six attacks each, uh, plus a leader, 25 attacks. Like, nothing survives that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that takes out a fallen divinity. Uh, What do you cleave to? Depending on what level it is, maybe. And depending if they pop blessed, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's really good. So, yeah, mate, they still Legion are really good. I love that they're more expensive. Because before it was like, I could take Guild of Legion or Steel Legion. They're the same cost. They're both about the same. One's a bit killier. One's a bit more defensive. Now, the difference is really clear. One's cheap, one's expensive, one kills lots. The other is quite defensive, but also grinds a bit better. So you can make your choice based on what you want its role to be. Um, and I'm here for that. Like, that's great. And I think they're great for 175. They're even better at five stands, 275. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. Uh, mate, that's still Legion. Let me quickly jump back to Order of the Sword, and then we're on the home straight. So, Order Don't of the Sword are 170-point medium infantry. They are March 5, Volley 1, Clash 4, Attacks 4, 5 Wounds, Resolve 4, Defense 3, and Evasion of 2. They have Cleave 1 and Counterattack. Uh, they are 55 points in additional stand, and they can take a standard bearer for 10 points. Counterattack. Every roll of one on their defense... Causes uh, a hit back, yeah. A hit back to your opponent. You yep, need yep, to yep. roll the hit. So it's just roll v roll v roll v roll. Yeah. Mate, these guys um, have the cash money. Yep, they're very good. Uh, mainstay if you run a uh, infantry priory commander. Um, so good spot for it to be. Yeah, extra wound means a big difference. You start to play with the big boys now. Mm. 
Um, five, five wounds is a big game changer. It's one of the one of the big sort of like differences with the way we've gone in version two, where we've gone from you know four wounds on basically every stand to you know being able to change that number. Uh, and the five wounds, like one additional wound per stand, is very good, especially on you know a clash four cleave one unit. These guys are going to be problematic, and not because they're super OP. They're defensive as hell. Mm. Resolve four, evasion two, five wounds a stand with counterattack. They're going to be so obnoxious to shift. They're 170 points, so you can't flood too many of them, but they're mainstay. They're going to be so much fun to play. I think they're going to be a fun nut to crack as well. Mm. They're consistent damage at cleave one. They're going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> No. They're going to be so good. They're a little unit. I'm keen to see what the models look like because, you know, that's... 100 Kingdoms always have really cool models for, like, very, very basic stuff, which is always great. Yeah, and the fact that they're mainstay as well means that you can literally have an entire army of Order of the Sword. Yep. Yeah, two priory commanders with four lots of Order of the Sword for each. Sorted, Gov. Sorted. And so you've got eight Order of the Sword, um, you know, and that's not bad at all. Like, you know, I'd play that. No, bit boring, but, uh, <laughs> Mate, um, the, the spam lists always do seem a little bit boring, I think. Um, but brutally effective. <laughs> um, now we continue with the Order Brethren, uh, with Order of the Ashen Dawn. The Ashen Dawn, the beefiest boys. The 240 heaviest points. of heavy cav. The heaviest of heavy cav. These guys are expensive. That's Thunder Riders level. Just going to say it. But don't they give you a lot for that. So <laughs> heavy cavalry, again, heavy, you ain't care anymore. Movement seven. So these guys are coming on turn three. I mean, just imagine that. Turn three guaranteed. That's fearsome. Uh, move seven, volley one, clash of four built in. So four re-rolling sixes when inspired. Just, just ain't no buffs needed. Six attacks each, six wounds each, resolve of five, defensive three, evasion zero. Blessed, cleave one, fearless, impact three, shield. 70 points of stand, 20 points stand of bearer. My God, are these heavy calf? Mm hmm. Oh, yes, hell. they are. Oh, Reese, what is this abomination I see before me? <laughs> what is this rubbish? No, they're going to be amazing, guys. Get some cav. Um, uh, defense four from the front. Resolve five with six wounds a stand. Your enemy hits this with something hard, and you might not even kill one. You literally may not kill a single horse. It's basically a bone golem on, on a pony. <laughs> it's a bone golem on a pony that, sure, doesn't do war of death, but you know it's you know what it does do, Reese? It re-rolls its goddamn defense rolls. That's what it does. It is, yeah. They're the ultimate anvil. And there's also again a reason they're restricted as all heck. Um <laughs> it, mate, that fearless, so their resolve ain't going down. They're impact three, so they're still doing smushes on the charge. Uh and the it's that combination, isn't it? It's that like that 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 lovely crescendo of the four from the front. Resolve five, wound six. That escalating deliciousness. 
Then you add re-rolling from blessed. And, like, unless you're hitting this with smite, I don't see how you're along. Like, or an ice giant or, like, a Promethean or something. Something to cleave through, yeah. Something to cleave it with, like, cleave three. Like, even cleave two ain't going to cut it. It's not going to do the job. These guys will still stand. Yeah. Um, and that terrifies me. <laughs> These are the monster equivalents for 100 Kingdoms. Yeah. Uh, for all the people me. that keep crying out for monsters in 100 Kingdoms, like, you've already damn well got them. <laughs> these, guys, these guys are tough. Like, they, like put, it, put it in perspective, 18 wounds at 240 points is a good ratio. Yeah. Good ratio. And then factor in the, the how much damage they do consistently and the fact that they don't die like yeah i mean i don't know what they can't do <laughs> like they just they're just going to be there and then you're like oh i just i wish you weren't there and they're saying sorry i'm ash and dawn you're like oh yeah right okay that's right we just, yep. just can't yeah can't can't move you then um no they're gonna be amazing really fun they're super expensive so all of your little cheap shenanigans like your feast priests devout everything won't work when you're running these guys because you won't have the points Mm. you won't have the points to do all the shenanigans so that's that's when you know again 100 kingdoms making your choices in your list building you put in supreme stuff like order of ash and dawn in the points and all the buffs is already there like, they don't need anything. They just point, go, do their thing, spend your points on other expensive units, and that's your game. Yeah, that's it. And then we have the final regiment in Hundred Kingdoms, which is the Order of the Crimson Tower. They are 200-point heavy cavalry. They are March 7, Volley 1, Clash 3. They have five attacks, four wounds, resolve of four, defense of three, and an evasion of zero. They have brutal impact two, impact four, Shield and terrifying one. 80 points for additional stand and a standard bearer for 20. Mm, it's a great. Yeah. They are <laughs> super punchy. Um, four impact dice on every single stand at Clash 3 is insane. Uh, Clash 4, if you throw a priory commander with um, long lineage and Oliphant's Roar into the mix, because then they get inspired on their impacts and glorious charge, which gives them terrifying two. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, there's a lot of crazy nonsense you can do with them. Um, they are a very pricey unit, um, like 200 points, 80 points per additional stand. But when you account for the fact that Impact 4, it doesn't scale, it's just cumulative. Um, if you tag the corner of a regiment with one Crimson Tower, all of them still impact. Um, it's it's a lot of dice. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, big change, and it's a lot of dice, you're right. So it... it... I, I like that they're penalizing trying to go bigger than minimum because the extra additional stands are more expensive than the initial three stands mm. at any points. Um, and that's the way it should be when those impacts are bloody cumulative. Yeah. Um, and it ain't no matter if you're just strung out in some little daisy chain, like you're still impacting with, you know, a million dice and you're <laughs> killing you're killing it all. Um, these guys are great. Like they're already released. The models are fantastic. Like you can see, they're so dynamic. They they are the heavy lance cav, um, of your nightmares, mm-hmm. and they will terrify you with one in parentheses. Yeah. 
And they are a mainstay option, which is insane. Yeah, I, I never, I never understood why they were mainstay. That's because the priory commander. He's he's also crimson tower. He needs his bros. Yeah, I know. I, I get that. I mean, I know why they're mainstay, but why are they mainstay, Reese? <laughs> it's like, also you know, why I'm they being... are. It's also why they are fairly expensive. Yeah, um... two hundred points. You're not answering my question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm answering it. I'm just answering it in a roundabout way. Um... <laughs> oh, look, you know, I mean, these are already out. I'm sure people who want them have already got them, um, and people who haven't got them probably should get some. Um, because they will do things to your opponent that they don't want them to do. Nope. Um, stay away from hindering terrain. Uh, yeah. Terrifying one. I, I love them because they've still got good attacks. Yeah. A terrifying one, so you're still converting some good attacks even when you fluff your charge. Yep, exactly. Exactly. You still get that um, consistency in, in like a prolonged engagement. Um, like I mentioned before with the household knights, it's like you get five attacks on threes with Crimson Tower, fours when inspired, um, and terrifying one, which is phenomenal. Um, and so you're not, you're not all about impacts. You want to do impacts because it's where a lot of your power comes from, but you're not being penalized for being stuck in combat if you don't you know blow up whatever you've just hit. Um, no. Because you can actually still swing quite effectively. And remember, of course, all of the orders, well, four of them, uh, can be subject to the Prara Commander's uh, supremacy turn. Mm -hmm. So Prara's Supremacy turn is for one turn, all of his warband gets blessed. Yeah, so which is huge. Which is huge for these. I mean, Order of the Crimson Tower um, with blessed. Now, correct me, Reese. can blessed be used for impact hits? Uh, I do not believe so. It is when you do a clash or volley action or a failed defense roll. Perfect. Thank you, Chris. Yep. Um, because I think that you used to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. In 1.5, it was just whenever you made hits, you could you could yeah, use yeah, blessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's changed. No, that's, 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 change. that's a bit of a hit to them because um, obviously they want to re-roll that. So yep. um, the fact that it's now their attacks re-rolling with no leave, However, they've got the terrifying, so that's still really good. Reroll because they've got a leader, so that's sixteen attacks hitting on fours, rerolling misses, and then anything they don't save has terrifying one. So they clear what's in front of them, but also using it to just stay around for longer, being defense fall from the front, rerolling is just always a good shout. Like yeah, it's always a good shout. And then if they stay around for longer, they clear what's in front of them. They go first next round and they charge the the mage behind and and in GG. Yeah. Just GG. It's done. Shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's that's the Hundred Kingdoms list right there. We've gone through everything. We've gone through everything. Okay. Um Mate, sort of high level thoughts. What do you think the Hundred Kingdoms is missing? Honestly, can't think of anything. Um, well, a trick question. They're missing nothing. They've got yeah. every single tool that you could ever possibly need. I baited the hell out of you, Reese. No, you, did, you did it well because I was, I was like <laughs> running through. I'm like, oh, I, I don't, I don't think there's anything, and that was luckily the right answer. Um, yeah, no, they got great. They got cheap. They got expensive. They got wacky. They've got not, not die. Um, they got combos. They've got 
beast pre shenanigans. Um, <laughs> never mentioned him before. Never mentioned him before. Never mentioned him again. Beast priest. Um, yeah, and look, these guys. Um, when we, you know, I mean, this episode's a long one, and we've we've done a lot of uh, jumping around about way of saying how much improved 100 Kingdoms are. And hopefully, if you've listened to our last review and you've listened to this one, hopefully we've imparted a bit of why they have changed. Mm. And they're actually, I think they're very strong. And it's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not like they've gotten an upgrade or a, or, a, or a downgrade. Like, they haven't got, you know, buffed and nerfed. They've just been side-graded in a lot of ways. Um, because different things have adjusted the internal balance of Hundred Kingdoms, which was was basically the aim of the game in the first place. So um, it was, you know, going, hey, what don't people run? What do people run that is, you know, obnoxious? And how can we balance this out? And welcome to the Hundred Kingdoms. Yes. And look, I think um, to preempt some of the, like, obviously, I, I like to give criticism to a list and also... Uh, praise to a list um and this isn't really criticism i mean there's some people looking at the version 2 upgrade the first thing they will have seen is they will have said but two of the factions just go up to wound five base and hundred kingdoms stayed at wound four i don't get to play with my toys anymore um which of course is is a strong reaction um we, and, and completely untrue. I think, like, 100 Kingdoms couldn't possibly have gone up to Wound 5. Oh, God, stand. no. God, no. That had been... Everything would have had to have gone up, like, 20 points, 30 points. It um, would have been a, It would have been an absolute nightmare. And 100 Kingdoms wouldn't have wanted that. Because 100 Kingdoms build them. Like, they are... They are... Uh, they look like a beginner army. But 100 Kingdoms is an experienced army. Like this yeah. army is a complex army to play. And the complexity is mainly in the list building. Uh, like half the complexity is the list building. Whereas maybe some of the other, some of the other armies, like Wudrun, right? They're not hard to build a list. Anything works, put it in, pl- put it on the table. The complexity with Wudrun is in-game. How to build, how to chant, how to go, how to sing how to get a crescendo of action that you want to get your, get your desired outcome. With 100 Kingdoms, a lot of the builds they have don't have that wombo combo. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more straightforward, but there's so many choices. There's so many upgrades. You have to essentially become a list-writing accountant because you have to break it down to 15-point upgrades, 10-point upgrades. This little... Dude over here gives him devout. This little dude over here makes everything just blessed forever. Um, like it, there's there's layers upon layers in the list building that is an honest to god nightmare. If you're like if you're really trying to get the most efficiency out of a list, like yep. it is a nightmare to get this running as hot as it possibly can. Because I don't think like I know I I've got no idea what hot is <laughs> because i mean it's all good so like how do you tune and maximize good yeah there's like 20 different ways to run this army yeah, there, there's a lot going on it's bonkers it really is so no look and, and and i think that's one of its strengths like if you're playing 100 kingdoms and you have you know you you will have so many different ways to 
essentially play the game, play the objective game. Like the, it's a great objective army. Everything's cheap if you want it to be. Everything's expensive if you want it to be. You're just, you, you're two thumbs up. You're having a great time. And I think with the changes in this edition, everything that you needed to improve that were lagging behind just came up swinging. <laughs> yeah. It really did in a huge way. So, you yeah, know, um, two thumbs up from me for 100 Kingdoms. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm flabbergasted really with how they've changed how much because it doesn't look like much until you really go through it and then you realize just like what sort of builds it's opened up for them yeah there's stuff everywhere and it's all good it's all good everything still works everything like some of the stuff that might have just been something prolific or something you're super used to might be slightly different now and that's really all that's changed and then the encouragement is to go right brilliant well what can i do in addition because yeah, exactly. what else can I take? What else can I take? What can I take that will make it really good in a different way? Mm. Um, and it will complement what I used to do, but also now I've got a more dynamic thing that does more than one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, um, you know, mate, I, I mean, we've been talking for a long, long time. I'm happy to write a quick list on the fly. Mate, go for it. I'm just, I'll just sit here and, and we can natter away while you do so. Now, what are we thinking? Are we thinking veterans? Or are we thinking Dynastic Alliance? Give me a... Here's your job. I'll write the list. You give me a brief. What do you want it to do? And what do you want it to look like? All right. Well, let's think of it this way, right? It's like, I'll leave the uh, the actual selections to you. But let's say I'm going into sort of like an all-comers event, right? So I want a little bit of everything. So I'm going to want like one or two ranged regiments I can use. Probably early game. So, and benefit of 100 Kingdoms is I think all of their shooting is light. Um, so we can take, you know, a couple units of that. Maybe three ma- three regiments maximum for shooting. Uh, I want two cavalry options, uh, whether it be... And I probably want them both the same because it allows for deck building, if that makes sense. Like, if I've got 200 uh, Household Knights or two Crimson Tower, I can choose which regiment to activate. Mm. Uh, and then we can't leave home without the Imperial Officer, I think, because Vanguard on infantry, and we're going to want infantry for days to hold objectives. So whether it be things like men-at-arms or whether we look at um, Household Guard or uh, anything like that as well, worth it and then we need one hammer which is probably going to be steel legion or crimson tower depending if we do it in cavalry or if we do it in infantry with what you just said do i have like an extra four thousand points <laughs> mate that's easy it's 2k what are you talking about what are you talking easy, about? easy all right here we go okay well we start let's break it down we start with a mounted noble lord because you said a lot of things but i caught a couple of cav yeah you're right um, go for it. Now, he is not the Warlord, because I am not doing that. That's Weapons cool. Master means he's cleave one again, yep. so he needs that. Uh, and I'm actually running him naked. Done. Nothing on him. Regiment, we've got... Oh. Well, look, put in, we'll put in two Household Knights, and then I'll figure out the mainstay later, because we <laughs> need them in. And they're actually going to be... Do we do one big, one small? Nah, they're both small. Both they're small? both mints. Both mints. They're just hanging around, getting in the way, being a pain in the ass because I love that. We've got minimum men in arms. 
No, we don't. We've got a minimum. We've got a household guard minimum, and then a minimum men at arms. Okay, brilliant. Six hundred and thirty points for fully completed Warband One. I love that. Hundred Kingdoms, man. Warband Two. <laughs> we have an Imperial officer. He's got the battlefield drills of Drill One and Drill Two for free, which gives him um, Bastion and double time. Now, he didn't actually need the double time, but I get it for free, so that's okay. He's my warlord. So everything is rapid deployment, everything is yep. vanguard. Now, his masteries... Ooh, do I want to spruik and get Art of War? I feel like I talked about it a lot. Hey, it's pretty cheap. 60 points. Oh, I'm getting it. Retinue and mastery, 60 points. Pretty good steal. Tactical, 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 tier one, tier one, tier one. All right, I've got it. He's got it. Art of War, tactical three. Uh, an heirloom. Oh, I'm putting a lot of points into this. All right, Armoured Dominion. <laughs> Armoured Dominion, why not? All right, 175-point burial officer. Let's do it. Let's go. He is in. Oh, what is he in? He's in five stands of Steel Legion. That Steel Legion has a drill master, and that Steel Legion is veterans. Beautiful. With plus one clash. 330 points for five stands. Fours re-rolling sixes. Uh, and they've got attacks a billion. They're, 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 they're cleaning house. And they are... Bastion, and then um, the opponent won't have any cleave or smite when they hit them because of armor of dominion. Mm. And they can delay card draw, bait your opponent. Okay. Regiment, we're putting in. Uh, I'm actually going to leave the Imperial Ranger Corps at home only because I've got the Vanguard already. And I'm going to go for a little bit of a cheaper option because I've spent a lot on getting that Art of War. I'm doing two mercenary crossbowmen yep. for early light pressure. And then I'm going to do one more regiment in the Imperial Officer's Warband. And I'm actually going to do... I'm going to do... Oh, it's a big choice between Gilded and Hunter Cadre. <laughs> I always want to be cheeky and go Hunter Cadre, but I know it'll be better for me if I go a still... Okay, Gilded Legion are in. And we've got Gilded Legion. We've got five stands of Gilded Legion. We've got a standard bearer. These guys are going nowhere. And they are actually, they aren't veterans. These guys are not veterans. They just got the seasoned veteran in them for Bastion. Okay, what are my, what are my points? I've got two maxed out warbands, including one big hammer and a whole lot of annoying in the way, and I'm at 16.15. Oh, Jesus. Warband 3. <laughs> Feast Priest, baby. I was going to say, did we just go Feast Priest? Yep. Feast Priest. Now, I'm not doing his Spirit Shine Supremacy. This is not a Feast Priest list. If you're going to do a Feast Priest list to maximize his Supremacy, like the entire, list, the entire list has to be a Feast Priest list. And I, I think we need to come back on the show and build one to have fun. Uh, that's an episode, the Feast Priest list. Um, but that's not today. So hopes and prayers. Because why not? Yeah. 
masteries. He's not going glimmer because that's too many points and we haven't built into that. Um, He's actually going retinue. You know what? I'm taking him naked. Just hopes and prayers. Just hopes and prayers? That's all he's saying with him? 110 points. And with him is going, and I'm only going to use models that have been released so far. He's going to go in a big block of militia. Oh, I love this. And they're veterans, aren't they? Because why not? Because veterans militias are legit disgusting. (laughs) And your officers are already cheap. I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I've got 60 points left over. How have I got 60 points? All right, let me see. Because I can't, I don't have enough to get another regiment in there. Because the Thieves Priest can't take mercenary. I can't take um, peasant bowmen. So I can't get, I, I would love a 75 point chaff, but I haven't got one. Um, okay. I'm just, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> 2,000 points on the nose, mate. I've got your list. Mate, run it through and then give me a link and I'll chuck it in the comments on the show too, so people can see it with their own eyes. Ridiculous, and I love every second of it. Okay, we start. We're veterans. So some things are upgraded, some things aren't. We've got a mounted noble lord. He's naked. Nothing. Doesn't need it. He's got... He's riding in one household knights. One minimum. They're naked as well. Nothing on them. Another minimum household knights just running around. Uh, three men at arms and then three household guard. No upgrades on either of any of his warband. So no banners. Well, actually, no, the household knights have free banners. Ah, love that. Uh, but no banners on the foot, people. We then move into Imperial Officer Warband 2. Now, Imperial Officer is, the, is heavy points, but he brings so much tactical because he is a warlord. Every infantry is coming on with vanguard. So your household guard, your men-at-arms, your objective scoring pieces, when they're coming on, they're coming on 15 inches. Amazing. Um, Your mercenary crossbowmen, I've got two lots of minimum mercenary crossbowmen. Again, they're coming on 15 inches turn one. Um, They are getting in positions to fire straight away. So the Imperial officer has two minimum mercenary crossbowmen has a big regiment of five steel legion with the veterans upgrade. So they're clash four base. They've got the standard bearer. They've got drill master for extra attacks. The they're doing, they're blending whatever they hit and they're actually lasting ages because old mate Imperial officer has the armor dominion. Uh, they are auto passing a resolve because of tier one tactical. <laughs> um, like it's just, they're bastion, Mate, they, <laughs> double time. They, they, there's so much stuff you could do with that Steel Legion block. They've got to be so much fun to play. And then we've got five Gilded Legion with the Standard Bearer and the Seasoned Veteran. So these will be Defense 4 from the front, Resolve 4, ignoring uh, side charges. They don't care. Um, amazing. They're going to be great. They're going to be great. And then we have a Thieves Priest with hopes and prayers. So these priests with hopes and prayers, the first time he's killed in the battle, um, he gets to just pop up with one wound. Bob's your uncle, go again. And he's got eight 
stands of militia. That's insane. Eight stands of militia as veterans with a standard bearer and errant of the Order of the Shield. Errant of the Order of the Shield always counts as inspired and its command stand adds plus two. It's a character characteristic. <laughs> plus two attacks in a duel for the Thief Priest. Yep. So suddenly, if he's in a position, his divine sanction actually means something. Dials up to 11. Uh, so his divine sanction, he's got four attacks base with divine sanction would go up to six attacks when he's doing a duel. Lovely. That's that's great, mate. That's great. Those, those militia are doing four attacks a stand, clash three when inspired, and they're always inspired. Uh, and of course, the Thief Priest is just going pew, pew, pew with his holy fire as well. So don't sleep on the militia block. That's so much going on in this list. How do you fit all this into 2K points? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's like when you were like, what about the extra 4,000 points? Like, what are you talking about? It's 100 kingdoms. Just slap it there all in go. there. <laughs> slap it all in there. And this is actually stuff. This is all, isn't all the new stuff. This is stuff people will already have. Yep. Yeah. We're not, we, we haven't added in anything that's, that's not released. So, yeah, mate. Just I love non orders. It's just like, mate, this is a, this isn't full of hammers. This is a techie, um, objective board control list. And I'm, I'm here. I would play this in a tournament. I would have a great time. I love it, mate. Drop a link to me for me for that one so I can chuck it in the notes for people to have a look at. And thank you very much for creating that monstrosity. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really love it. I'm, I'm looking at it going, Oh, I want to play this. Yeah, but I run um, this, yeah. <laughs> Mate, what are your final thoughts on 100 Kingdoms? Because we, we've we've talked about them for what feels like seven days. Um, luckily, it's only been a few hours, so people will have a lot to listen to. Mm, mm. My final thoughts is do not underestimate them. Learn what they do. Um, get your opponent. If you're versing 100 Kingdoms, just get make sure you go over with your opponent what as what upgrade because the upgrades and the artifacts are so key the hundred kingdoms and they change everything yeah so to avoid feels bad if you're the hundred kingdoms player basically pretend your opponent knows nothing and talk them through every upgrade you've got but don't just sort of give them a sheet and pretend they know what it does yeah. Um, because don't, they don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that like, guy. Because, <laughs> run like through the list. The difference. It's the difference between like an Imperial officer with armor of dominion is horrific to fight. Um, and if you don't tell someone what it does well ahead of when they can make that decision to like put something with cleave in its way, um, that's a terrible, like that's a bad game experience. Um, so you've got to tell people that. Um, and then in terms of playing them, uh, mate, go, go nuts. There's models everywhere. The starter box was amazing value. People have 100 kingdoms. For days. It's the main um, demo that most people use because everyone loves the, 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 you know, the humble peasants um, <laughs> and the knights. And I think they are just, like, you know, really strong. I, I, I like, I mean... <laughs> I think they could win any game they fight. I really <laughs> oh, do. Mate, yeah. They they main they they they're an army of tricks and they're a complex army to play and it's it's moved. The, the complexity has shifted 
um, from, they used to be the beginner army, and now they're, I say, would be one of the most complex armies to play. Yeah. To be honest, for, yeah. me, for my money. Um, now they would be one of the most complex. And it doesn't make much sense when you look at it, why they're complex, but it's just this, this constant layer caking, um, the give and take, the choices that you have to make when you're doing it um, to get a proper list together that can win games. I think yep. they're quite complex. For sure. No, mate, the Hunter Kingdoms are great. They're always great. I always thought they were great anyway. That's why I haven't been allowed to play them. Um, <laughs> and um, they're, they're going to continue being a wicked army. I'm super keen to see what people come up with with all the new stuff. Um, it, it's, uh, it's a very exciting time for a very uh, sort of like like the original army, like the original Conquest army, like Hunter Kingdoms and Spires, like massive yeah. glow-ups. Um, the OG. And I, I cannot wait to see a Hundred Kingdoms army win their first worldwide event. Oh, mate, I'm I'm super pumped. I am super pumped because we have yet to see any version two tournaments, uh, like well, big tournaments anyway. Uh, LVO finished out what less than a week ago uh, as of recording, um, and that was the the last big event at 1.5. So we are we are in 2.0 territory now for the rest of 2023 and beyond. Uh, I'm very excited to see what the uh, big tournament... I think the next big one will be Adepticon in March? March or April, one of those two. Uh, so I'm interested to see what happens in the US with that. And of course, you're missing BrizCon at the end of April. BrizCon in April, mate. Super pumped. I get to run City the States. I'm going to get my ass absolutely handed to me, but it's going to be so much fun. I was going to say, you get my ass absolutely into gear building a, <laughs> a million infantry. Yeah, well, that's um, that too. That is your gift, but also your curse. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> the price I pay. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'll, um, I'll save this list. I'll send it through to you. You can put it on the Beautiful. website. Awesome. Um, and coincidentally, for, like, you know how when you're naming a list, um, it wouldn't let me just make a list without putting a word in, so I just put the first letter that I touched. And yep. the list is literally called Why. Why. Yep, that's pretty apt, actually. Pretty apt. Mate, ah. <laughs> I love it. Monty, thank you so much, as always, my dear friend. It's always a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, don't forget, you can use our affiliate code VGG10 on the Parabellum eShop to get 10% off your order. And until next time, we'll see you then.